0: not off-road?
1: Um, remember when I went to a faraway place? Yeah, this is audio from what happened. And then I happened. couldn't tell you? Yeah? Yeah, this is audio from what I was doing that mm-hmm. I can't tell you about yet that I just wanted to tease you.
0: Really? That's how we're going to start this show?
1: <laughs> that's how we're going to start yeah. this show? So basically that was me having fun and I just I, I, I can't tell you anything about it. I can't tell you where I was. I can't tell you what I was in. All I can tell you is it
0: was awesome!
1: What I can tell you though is is our friends over at Nissan have a uh, redesigned 2020 <laughs> Nissan Titan, and they're you our can't presenting sponsor.
0: What you can't start the show, uh-huh. playing some off-road sound effect uh-huh. that sounds like it could have been really fun uh-huh. in a vehicle. By that the way, I don't know I'm, what it is. I'm
1: just uh-huh. I'm not telling. I'm not confirming or denying that it is what you say it is. How
0: could that not be off-road? It was clearly there was rocks and stuff hitting the microphone. Are you sure? What do you mean? My I sh- I, well, then tell me what. How NissanUSA.com <laughs> find out all about that
1: uh, 2020 Titan? By the way, yes. right now is a great deal to get a uh, 2019 Titan because with the 2020 on the way, we were discussing that space. on
0: the last episode yeah. that with the announcement of the uh, you know all the enhancements on yeah. the 2020. You, what if, do you like better? If you were sitting the on the nine-inch screen, are you saying the better Pro than the Pro X interior? Better than the 19? Which one do you like better?
1: Uh, if you could get a smoking deal on a nineteen or get exactly the truck that you wanted
0: on twenty, which way would you go? Well, that's tough because I like the new. You front like the nineteen because you
1: just no, but sold I like it.
0: the twenty twenty. I yeah. kind of like the facelift. Oh, that's a tough one because if I can save some cashish, yeah. I and was really way, happy with the platinum. So I, either I might one, do, five year, hundred thousand mile. Warranty. I might do the nineteen. All right. Would that upset Nissan, then I'm no, saying the 19. No, I think no. I think I'm doing the 19 cuz I'm getting a great deal. I'm getting the 5-year, 100,000-mile uh-huh. warranty. It's pretty dope. Mm, that's uh, a tough one. I know. I think I'm probably gonna save the money. I'm gonna get the 19. All right. I think yeah. you. I think you'll be happy with the 19. But then, am I gonna get it home and like six weeks later and you'll be like, man, that nine I, speed transmission? And see, that's the thing. That 10 I, horsepower. I'll, and be, I'll be stuck with a quote unquote torque. seven speed transmission. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I the seven was buttery. So yeah, but I, you loved it. I did love it. I know. Mm. All right, you, yeah. can, you get the 19, I'll get the 20. Yeah. And then I can be the no, guy- No, 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 I could not live with that. Yeah. <laughs> I could not live with that for one freaking second. All right, I'm driving straight over. I'm buying a deck system, and I'm sliding in the backside there. Oh, Eden, you're talking about me plugging our sponsors, <laughs> and sliding them right in. There. Ooh, a little sliding bit. it in like you would a drawer in a deck system? That's exactly what I'm talking about. So on this show, we have Josh Weiss, who is the engineering operations manager at the Eaton Proving Grounds. Okay. Now, I know virtually nothing. About the Eaton proving, but Grounds. but that's okay
1: because how many times have I, you know, how many times have I gone on a trip and told you, dude, I went to such and such a proving grounds and it was awesome. Yes. Well, this is a guy who runs the proving grounds for Eaton on the automotive side,
0: so I think he can tell us a little bit about uh, what's on the backside of that fence. I, I was just doing a quick little dive into yeah. what you know, because I knew Eaton for superchargers and things like that. I, I did not know that they have. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parts in different divisions. How about 100,000 employees? And it's, uh, by the way, <laughs> it's a, in
1: uh, 2018, a $21.6 billion company. With a B. With a B. You got to be kidding me. And then
0: we're <laughs> talking to Steve Sasaki. By the who way, is, my
1: salary is a rounding
0: error on their spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll bet you there's more loose change between the cushions of the couches and their lobbies and their various across facilities. Across the world? <laughs> yeah, across the world than you have in your bank account. Oh, I, I guarantee you that's 100% true right now (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're also checking in with steve sasaki now steve sasaki is the founder and uh he created power tank which you're a big fan of i like it because it's a great story about a dude who's created a really amazing company and he started in his garage
1: yeah no this is a a perfect entrepreneurial story you know that we love entrepreneurs on the show but also a product that's lasted the last couple of decades and it's one of my favorite products and uh As it turns out, Steve and his son Tyler are actual listeners of the Truck Show podcast. Really?
0: Yeah, so I've seen them, and they're like, oh, dude, we love the show. I'm like, why don't you come on? So they must have not heard any of the times that we've pinned the suckage needle. Um, (laughs) I think that they're well
1: aware of that, and they gave us a pass anyway because we make them laugh. All right.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get into it. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on
2: gasoline the truck show the truck
0: show the truck show it's the (laughs) truck show with your host Lightning, and Home. I free-flowing a little bit there. I know, but why were you trying to? You're just destroying it. No, it's was, was you know how your favorite band goes on stage? And then they sing some god awful acoustic version of your favorite song, and then you're singing louder than the guy doing the. Acoustic. But then you're
1: all off, you know, off beat
0: because there's some weird like, like person so that has an accordion. Eddie or something? Vedder is singing "Daughter," and you're out there with an accordion. <laughs> yeah, with an accordion, and you're out there. She's <laughs> on And he looks into the audience, and people looking at you. That's <laughs> you're that, you're and that you're guy. That guy. Yeah. You're that guy.
1: Yeah, I've always been that he's guy. Like,
0: yeah. You you should have stopped two beers ago, bro. <laughs> Dude, uh, so you know
1: that I'm a big fan of Real Big Fish, and back in the day they did. no wait you like Scott? Yeah, Tell yeah, me right, more. Right. So uh, they did a, <laughs> uh, a DVD. For those of you who don't know, it was this little disc that looked like a CD, but it played uh, played moving pictures mm-hmm. on your television. And there is uh You know, I was hanging out
0: with Dan, the drummer from- By uh, the way, have you been over to his Big new brewery? Fish? You mean me last Saturday? Oh, Addison, uh, yes. Well, and thanks for the invite, yeah. by the way. Our, when are we going? Uh, you, you tell- I don't need an excuse
1: to drink a beer. All right. Well, I would gladly go hang out with Dan Reagan. By all the right. way, I'm in this video and you see the sea of kids that are like, you know, rocking out. This is in the late 90s. And there I am, bopping along all by myself really? to my own tune. Yeah. I got that. I got that <laughs> DVD somewhere. I should do a screen capture and and put it on at Truck Show Podcast. You're famous. You funny. were in a
0: Real Big Fish video. I
1: was. I was, and I'm also <laughs> in the crowd at basketball. In uh, my buddy Ryan and I went to go be extras in that movie uh-huh. because Real Big Fish was the band in the movie, and they were playing. You know, at the Bob Hope Patriotic. Ba- I wonder
0: how many of our listeners
1: have seen basketball, basketball by Matt and Trey the <laughs> South
0: Park South Park yeah. guys. Hmm.
1: Anyway, so there's some fun uh, minutiae from a previous life. Yeah. Um, a couple things I just wanted to throw out. Our emissions episode is doing really well. Uh, that was last week's episode with uh, Clint Cannon from ATS and Corey Willis from PPEI and uh, KG Jones from Diesel Power and, and Peter Tride from SEMA. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't sure. I thought maybe the uh, the material might end up being uh, what, dry t- dry or t- too dry deep and everybody seems to really like it. What the uh, I got a lot of 50/50 comments on where my rant about uh black trucks. And I had half the people were like, "Dude, that was the funniest thing ever." And half the people were like, "Why are you ranting and raving on my podcast?" So anyway, I'm going to rant and rave about those people because I I thought it was
0: fun. Well, the, since that last show, the debate continues to rage on on the internet. Oh yeah. You know, I, it's just just uh, the guys who want to roll coal and and and, 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 coal? and I am happy to announce that there are a lot of guys who get it. There are a I lot of so. guys who say, "You so. know what? We've been breaking the law all yeah. these years, and, uh, and and let's 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 chill. You know, we can figure this out." So it was pretty cool. A great a great debate. I'm uh, ha- uh, happy we did, and you know, it was a little thick. Little dense as they say. I
1: think we had a lot of voices with some insight you wouldn't get anywhere else. We had Clint Cannon from ATS. We had uh, Corey Willis from PPEI. Mm-hmm. We had KJ Jones from Diesel Power Magazine. Peter Tritey yeah, from SEMA. Peter from SEMA. So I, I think people got different layers and levels. Like It, it was probably lopsided in terms of the direction the voices were coming from but well, they I were mean, every, also different in different places in the industry i right? mean look
0: the bottom line is everyone agrees that that we are we have to change the world we're is be gone. changing yeah. exactly so if you want diesel yeah. performance to stick around yeah. you're going to have to you're, you're going to have, have to, apply to abide it by, by the rule. law Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly yeah so i i think a lot of the smart guys understand it and that's yeah. good to see
1: you know what's funny is uh the fall guy episode the fall guy truck from a couple
0: uh, shows ago online people are savage because they thought it wasn't authentic, right? So, not, not that it wasn't the real part one. Part of it's my fault,
1: right? So I posted a picture that I just got off of a screen grab from a YouTube video of the Fall Guy just just for our post, just to show the Fall Guy truck. Well, it turns out that truck was a model that was built by a special effects department, according to
0: somebody online. Oh, says, and they thought that it was that guy's truck, right? That and the they're guy like, oh, the
1: fenders don't match, and the and the brush guard's different, and the the reflectors are different," and then. And then he basically – Kevin said, no, 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 that is my truck jumping, but I actually think it's the model. But he's like, guys, it's the same truck. They only built one that was mid-engine, number one. Number two, the fenders are wrong because it's crashed and nosedive so many – you know how many sets of fenders have been on that thing? The grill guard's different because I did a reproduction version. They don't make that grill guard anymore. Like, people were taking a photo – from the show from thirty years ago and going well, that's not the same truck. It's like, okay, Mister Facebook detective, you right. know, you got your detective shield on, and you're gonna go on Facebook and tell people. People, love, like, people are keyboard just, warriors; yeah, they love like it to be so haters. much. Yeah.
0: All right. I mean, I like to do it too. So. Do you really? No, not <laughs> anymore. Not when I was younger, it was do all. Do you know about, what I find? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I find. Yeah. I want you to all take note of this. Uh you all—it's you and me in this well, room. Well, no, are you guys all listening. There's people listening. So.
1: I thought this was just something where we got together once and we <laughs> tr- talked about trucks. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: wouldn't that be sad?
3: Wouldn't that be sad?
0: I guarantee you there are podcasts out there that are exactly that. <laughs> yeah, so sad. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay. You, everyone's on Facebook. Let's just assume that you guys are all on Facebook. Maybe we have one freak that's not on. He's on Twitter. That's okay. No, he's not on Twitter. He's on Instagram. <laughs> a lot of people will quit Facebook because yeah, it's too political, yeah. and they go on Instagram where it's just a bunch of pretty pictures yeah, of Whatever, trucks. owned by the same people. Got blah, blah, blah. It. Yeah, but it's different content. Ish. So- no, it is. It is different content. Instagram is, you can, if you just follow, you know, uh, Power Stroke, you know, man or whatever it is, you're, it's. Power uh, Stroke <laughs> Man? I don't yeah. know. I just made it up. All right, come whatever on. It is. Right. My point yeah. is that when you see a guy hating and yeah. a guy who's just hating, 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 click on his profile. And I'm telling you that 99 times out of 100, his, his page will be memes, it will be political, it will be, and you know what you will not find? Because you would expect that. But yeah. what you won't find. You won't find pictures of him, his children, (laughs) his family. You will not find anything personal. He is a true keyboard warrior because people who are real like you and me, we post pictures. We may bust people once in a while. Sure. But we are open. We're open like an Airbnb, son. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Well, but
1: your weirdness, like, all right, we both have our weirdnesses and our idiosyncrasies, right? Your weirdness is human psychology. You want to figure out what makes that guy tick
0: and how you can classify that guy and a group of other guys because you come across the same ones all the time. The reason I do it, though, the reason I find myself clicking on these guys, guy says something and he, and he hates on whatever I'm doing, okay, or a friend. And I want to know why is he hating? What's the backstory? To say, like, I don't agree with or whatever, but the immediate blast furnace of hate, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I click on his profile, and I just see a, a, just a stream of memes. And I scroll, and I scroll, and I scroll. But do you laugh at any of them? Uh, generally not. Okay. Because by that time, I'm not You're annoyed. A, I'm annoyed, and I'm not yeah. in a good mood. But I'm scrolling, and all I want to know is, what does he drive? And you can't figure it out. There's not a single photograph of his truck. and his, he doesn't have one. He and drives his, a and Mini and with a white it's, wrap it's a on dude, it. Dude, no, he doesn't. <laughs> it ain't me. It's it's always he's got a he's got a curved bill hat he, he kind of looks like me with a goatee you, and he's middle aged white dude that is you I'm just telling and you, you have a goatee but that's the only photo I have of any kind of identification and his entire stream of hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> posts there's nothing about himself. I can't believe himself. you spend
1: that much time going
0: through. All I want feet. is I want some ammo okay. to go back to him and, and then bust and him say, and I go back and go hey you're I know where you live this. I'm not going to say that I have found out where guys have worked before so <laughs> I can call them because I have. Uh-huh. Because I'm like I found a guy who worked You at, just don't like people being dude, anonymous if they're going to call you that's out. That's exactly I, right. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. The other dude, th- th- it happened freaking yesterday, uh, well, feel, and it ruined my
1: day. I feel like Facebook is a lot less anonymous than Instagram
0: is. It ruined my freaking day. <laughs> he's on a face. He's on a group. By the way, is this your black truck rant for this? It show? is. I didn't, I didn't intend for this to happen. We're talking about I'm in a Cummins form. Yeah. All right? Well, and that's that, your first problem. So I know that. And, and you know what? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Cummins. It's just that is a group of people that are as tight-knit as- So yeah. you and Gail and some other people told yep. me, don't dance with idiots. Right. Don't, don't, that, don't, that's our that's our rule. Don't invite don't them dance. onto the dance
1: floor. Don't, don't talk to Don't engage them. Just, it just happens. It's water, water under the bridge. I skip along the bridge. And the problem and is,
0: so this guy starts blasting me. Uh huh. And because I think he's think I'm some marketing shill, some, some whatever. Was and, his and, handle at Sean P. Holman? And I immediately, go, and he starts just laying into me, like going at me. Well, you, 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 stuff bugs you. It does bug me. Yeah. And I, and I'm like, well, you, bro, you don't even know me. Yeah. And I just I'm just trying to give you I'm just trying to explain my case. And but you then don't have to. Then why? I, so, why do you feel the need to explain I it? I don't know. It's a malfunction. <laughs> I got a short circuit somewhere. I always do. And it's a now fault. I know. And 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 so I then I think I right, I don't want to go back and forth in a public forum on Facebook. So then I message him. Yeah, that's where it gets ugly. So then he goes, "Oh, this is fully shady, bro. Fully shady trying to get me out of the He yes. goes, "If you got something to say, say it in front of everyone." Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I said, "Can we just get on the phone? Can we, can I can we Why? hash this out?" No, cuz now That's, now I'm obsessed. I know, but no, but now so you now, I'm saying, oh my now I'm saying. Now I'm like I and I didn't want to give my number, but I almost oh, did. I say, "Can you don't can ever we? give your phone number." I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I know that. And so I wow. say, I'm like can we just – This is how people – And he goes, why can't we have a – He says – He's like, just tell me what you blah, 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 what's on your mind. I dude, go, I go. but I don't want to type this is how, thousands of words. Yeah, this, But
1: that's the thing. Whether you mouth thousands of words or type it, the the result is the same. No, I disagree. No, because disagree. this is how you get dog poop on your doorstep. Nope. And people who are stalking your family nope. and all that weird
0: stuff. Do you, I can tell it. you right now that when I was at the radio station yep. and, the ra- and the two guys in the morning show – um, well, there was there was three, and then one was let go. Yep. famously in Los Angeles yep. radio, it was two the two guys yep. on the front door was Kevin and and there was a third guy and right. he got let go, yep. and and his name was Ralph. And <clears throat> a lot of controversy surrounding that. Like yes, it, it was it, 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 it rippled through the industry. Yes. And listeners were I've never felt in my life so much hate and so much venom. I and I mean real like really more than the Diesel guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like real. Like uh-huh. really passionately No, I remember that. Hateful. It was not good. Absolutely hateful. Not, I mean, it, it was literally cool. on
1: the news. That's how shocking it
0: Absolutely. Was. Hate. So there was a couple guys yeah. that er, any time the radio station would tweet, yep. would Instagram, would Facebook. They are the haters. They the hate brigade. Hate, 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 hate. Yep. And I finally got found one of this guy named Bob. And I Are and we I calling re- him I Bob? Or is your, his no, name Bob? his real name was Bob. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I reached out to Bob. And I said, I need to tell you, I need to tell you what happened. Because I need you to understand that your hate is misplaced. I can feel and that I right said, now you're still emotionally like, I said said, so back and this. forth, blasting me, blasting me. I said, can we just talk on the phone for five minutes? I said, and he's like, I'm not talking on the phone. You're going to put me on the air. You're going to blast me. I'm like, I'm at home on my couch. I get the guy on the phone and we talk for half an hour. And I are literally you friends with him to this day? He, we are friends on Facebook, <laughs> and he has come to events. He has literally, dude, he has come to events yeah. to hang out. He was so passionately hateful. We, we have a listener
1: on this show who is super critical of us, who always emails us, and I love him because he's it's not misplaced. He's not wrong. I disagree with him sometimes, but he has come to our events, nicest guy in person, and he even emailed us after our our. Um, 500, five-star listener meetup. I was trying to remember what we called mm-hmm. it. And he's like, I had no idea in per- like until I saw you guys in person how hard it is to put the show on when you guys both have regular jobs. So sometimes I get it. Sometimes you just need to have the dialogue and, and
0: you need to put the, the humanity behind the but person in the message. So this guy that's blasting me on Facebook yep. where I'm trying to get a dialogue, I was all I wanted to express to him that if if he's a heating and air conditioning guy or he works on a, a car lot – if he did, you follow find his business I and couldn't. follow him using Yelp no, reviews, dude. I tried, I couldn't. One star, one star, Although one I did, star. I did get his address, <laughs> and, I, and I, that that happened weird. I felt like, like the way I did with Bob, I could explain my case. Now he's free after I explain but my case. here's the
1: difference between you, the you explaining your case. What does that mean? That's like a courtroom, right? The difference is there is no jury to decide
0: you're right or wrong. It's one dude who is going to be so super hater. Nope. So here's what happens. Okay. You're wrong and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because nine times out of 10, personally, I have felt that people who are very, very angry Just are, need a are angry because they can't get their questions answered. And when their questions, whatever the subject matter is, and when those questions don't get answered, it turns to frustration and then anger and then and a anger. a keyboard warrior. And then a keyboard warrior. So what you do first is I get him on the phone and I let him vent. The first thing, I just go, dude, tell me the beef. Where were you? Who hurt you? How did someone (laughs) from my camp? Please tell me you don't start with who hurt you. No, of course not. Of course not. But I say, hey, I'd like to hear your your side of the conversation. And then I'll let him go ballistic and go, okay, I'm glad I understand that. But how does that solve the
1: problem of a guy just hating...
0: On diesel and emissions and all that stuff. How are you going No, 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 no. He wasn't hating on diesel and emissions. He was hating on something that I was doing or my company was doing. Hmm. And I wanted to explain because what he was saying was you misguided. You thought he needed context. I thought, he, I thought that giving him context... Okay. And letting him understand after, after 20 minutes that I am not a did shill... It, did it work? He gave me his address and he said... Buy a plane ticket, and I'll meet you at my house. And then he'll punch you in the face. Maybe. Or stab you. So maybe. Why don't you just send him a T-shirt and make good? So a T-shirt I think would be an insult. I actually thought about sending him a gift card to XDP and saying, I know you're not going to buy our stuff because you don't like me. You don't like us. This is an olive branch. You realize go you just buy... told
1: thousands and thousands of people how to get a free gift
0: card out of you by the No, way. no, no. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think our listeners are dick bags like this guy. <laughs> I called Rich in my office. I go, here's what happened. Should I should I just send this 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 hater like a, a gift card for a couple hundred bucks to say, listen, I know you hate us. I'm gonna show you that we are the real deal because I want you to go buy someone else's product. Like I I I, I haven't done it yet because I thought I don't know I still don't know if it's the right thing to do. Walk away. I know. Walk away. The right answer is walk away. But for walk some away. reason, I have a malfunction. I I need this I guy to not hate. I know. Because if he knew the love you. I don't want love. I don't know, man. <laughs> I I need closure. Oh my I need God. closure. Okay. All right. Can we postpone your closure and get to our first guest? <laughs> I hope that Josh Weiss was not listening to this
1: <laughs> segment here while I go sideways. Well, we have to call him. So I, okay. I think we're safe there. But uh, why don't l- listen? I, I feel your pain. I, I don't know if I should hug you or send you a gift card. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to feel it out. But let's give Josh a call because I think it's going to take your mind off things and we'll talk about some cool stuff. All right, Dial. Hello,
3: hello,
0: There he is, Mr. Josh Weiss. How you doing? Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's going on, man? How is it going? Fantastic. Josh is the engineering operations manager at Eaton Proving Grounds in Michigan, but you can't talk yet because we have an intro. It's the inside job, baby. Yes, it is. It's the inside job, yeah. Uh huh.
2: Uh-huh. It's the inside job, baby. It's time for you to share what you do. Uh-huh.
0: Because it's the inside job, you're on the inside, Josh. Uh, preferably on the uh, the the cool side of
1: the fence line at the old Eaton proving grounds.
0: Well, I, we wouldn't be talking I to him be if he was that. on the outside.
1: Well, no, that's us. <laughs> oh, we're on the outside, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, Good. I, I I know Josh from a uh, industry stuff, and then uh, he has a podcast called the Sponsored Writer Podcast. You should check
0: that out. I know. Yep. What I just found out about this, Josh, and I'm and I'm like, I feel like an idiot that I didn't know you had a really successful podcast talking about marketing in the automotive aftermarket you might be able to teach uh, lightning a thing or two (laughs)
3: yeah maybe maybe I I got plenty to learn still myself
0: are you a member of the automotive aftermarket uh, facebook group which I just noticed is up to like 2200 people you're not Ah, Ah.
1: so you need to join that yeah you do and then you'll have an endless till of people to bring on the old sponsored rider podcast Uh, I've been on it
3: that's it that's what I'm looking for
1: you should have lightning on it because he might be able to add something of value I would think I mean he's fairly valuable on this show so, and, uh,
0: I, and I'm on the whole, the whole I, marketing side of things. I
3: need lighting to come on and, like, do some cool, fun editing and do all these fun little <laughs> transitions and stuff. No, he doesn't
0: have time for that. I he only has time for that on
1: this show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Josh works over at Eaton, and you may uh, remember Eaton from such awesome automotive accessories as uh, superchargers and uh, lockers mm-hmm. and limited slips and mm-hmm. clutches. Is this and like a TV show you might remember him from? Yeah, I can do my uh, – my, <laughs> well, what was it uh, – Hi, uh, yeah, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember our... Co- oh, hold on. <laughs> try it again. Try it again. You may remember our guest, Josh, from such automotive products as an Eden Detroit locker.
0: No? What oh, about a super- give me the line <laughs> about a supercharger. A supercharger
1: guy. And the most popular superchargers <laughs> on the planet. My favorite one was uh, when he was a uh, driving, like driver's ed instructor. It's like... And you may remember me from such drivers' educational
0: films as Alice <laughs> Through the Windshield Glass.
1: <laughs> oh, how I uh, how I miss Troy McClure. On now, the how thing.
0: did you? Okay, so how did you meet Josh Holman? Uh,
1: we actually uh, met on uh, on the old interwebs, and uh, he had he had reached out, I think, on LinkedIn, and we had talked about coming on. It was sp- yeah.
4: yeah,
1: and talked about the sponsored rider podcast, and um, found out what he did, and went well. We like proving grounds, and uh, we love going to proving <laughs> grounds, and you might. Know something about proving grounds, so you got to come on our show now.
3: That's how it all went down. Yeah, LinkedIn—that's where it started. I was like, "Hey, come on my show, man! Let's talk." And uh, we did that, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I'm trying to get you out to the proving grounds too. I know, I know. I'm um, some trucks around and break some things. It's Been crazy. So he's
1: invited me out to go uh, to the proving grounds in, I believe it's in Marshall, Michigan. And
0: uh, that's exactly right. Where is that in relation to Detroit?
3: So everybody from Michigan, you got to hold your hand up. You know, with your thumb. <laughs> Can't do in the, the right. mid. <laughs> That's how you do it. The thumb is like Saginaw. The bottom of the thumb is Detroit. And the middle of the bottom is Marshall. Pretty much.
1: I gotcha. So there you go. So we've been trying to figure okay. out how to get me down there, but my, as you know, my travel schedule has been absolutely insane lately. So uh, we're gonna find some time. Yeah,
3: in... if you fly into like Detroit you got about maybe an hour drive west. If you fly into Kalamazoo, you got an hour drive east, roughly, and that's it. That's where I'm at.
1: That's easy. So, you know, people, it's funny because whenever we talk to people in the Midwest, or if I go to Detroit to see some of my friends at the OEs, they're like, oh, man, you you get in at this time, and traffic's going to be really bad. It's going to take you an hour to get over here. And And You're like, only an hour?
0: Yeah, right. And I'm like, it takes me an hour and a half to get to work to go 30 (laughs) miles. Like, I'll drive anywhere. I'm going to be back in about two hours, (laughs) honey. I'm going to (laughs) 7-Eleven. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so, let's tell everyone what the what the proving grounds are and what what your responsibility over them is. The proving grounds
3: is a it's a six hundred and thirty six acre facility in Marshall, Michigan. beautiful historic Marshall, Michigan. Um, and it houses a number of testing activities and development activities for you know things you already kind of mentioned, but tons of valve train stuff, engine brakes, valves, sonar deactivation, hydraulic lash adjusters, and the superchargers, a whole host of superchargers. Uh, truck transmission testing uh, for, like, Class A vehicles, uh, electrification development, and then the diffs, all the differentials, the posies, Detroit Lockers, the G80s, and Teletrack, all these, everything that everybody thinks about for for diffs, uh, we do all that testing there. Um, and my responsibility is to oversee, basically, the campus, so the safety, the facility, um, all the different testing labs, uh, and then, obviously, the really cool big stuff, like the track, Ah, uh, the on-road track, the off-road track.
1: So I'm guessing so that's kind
3: of my my uh, responsibility.
1: I'm guessing Josh's mantra is not safety third.
3: <laughs> Probably <laughs> no, not, not at no. all. Not at all.
1: Uh, yeah, there's
3: especially if you end up coming there, you'll find out that we're we're pretty adamant about safety. Like, we're we're wearing okay hand. hands.
1: Need some jeans. Need to wear know? the orange vest. Got to have the. Uh, yeah. The uh, glasses on. Got to probably have a hard hat when I'm walking through
3: places. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, we've got special places for all that stuff. It so. can't be any worse uh, though.
1: When I went and saw our friend uh, Lieutenant Hux down at uh, K- uh, Kings Bay in Georgia to go on the submarine tour, and there was a uh, yeah. no. a submarine <laughs> tender boat that we had to go on. Mm-hmm. Literally had to walk down the dock, put on a life preserver, jacket, all the stuff. Just to go onto the boat, right?
0: Take it all off, walk now, around when, the boat. At, when, at what point did you get the anal probe? When they were yeah, it was for it. close. I'm like,
1: ah, I got to hold the line there. <laughs> I, uh, you know, funny story about that. Uh, about, about an anal probe, <laughs> Well, you know. So because uh, <laughs> you never know where we're going to go on the truck show yeah. podcast. Uh, I had my physical last year, <laughs> and I walked in the doctor's office, and literally on the counter is his name, Doctor Jellyfinger. <laughs> well, so on the counter is literally a gallon of KY just sitting on the- No, it's not. Yep. No, it's yep. not. Yes, yes. And there was a, a pile of, uh, of gloves right there. And so I texted a picture to my dad and I'm like, oh, come on. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you, it's your turn, da da Doctor comes in, he goes, "Ah, oh, you still got four more years till you need that. I'm like, yes! Yes! So uh, I, avoided, jail. I avoided uh, avoided the, uh, the the prostate exam. That's a near miss, as they say.
0: Both with the Navy and at my local physician. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to rewind a little bit um, and find out. So Eaton is a company that's been around for, for many, many years and yep. I don't know where Eaton started. Can you give us just a, not huge detail, but kind of just give us a glimpse into the background of Eaton?
3: Yeah, I mean, I wish I knew all of it. Honestly, there's, it, Eaton is such a big company now. I mean, we're talking like 100,000 people across the globe, and honestly, the vehicle group, which is what I'm a part of, is such a, it's a small piece of it. So, yeah, I don't even know the whole history yet. I've still been trying to learn. I've only been here for the past uh, 17 months, and I feel like I barely even captured all the history of the Marshall Proving Grounds. But I can give you that much information because I do know the background there. The the Marshall Proving Grounds started uh in the late sixties, I think sixty seven was when, you know, the site was acquired and it was really like a hydraulics focused testing area. From there, they, they said, hey, and I think it was 1969, let's throw up some buildings. And they put a few few different laboratories on there and they said, hey, you know what, let's, uh, let's make this thing legit. So that's when they purchased the rest of the land. And, you know, from there, they just kind of been building on it and adding new events and activities and testers and people. And, and that kind of takes it to today. So honestly, I don't even know when it started because it's over 100 years old. I just don't know the full background. I I probably should have uh, should have learned that. Be, I'm gonna take a note right <laughs> down I, honestly now. I, like I, I'm Josh. gonna go back to work
0: tomorrow and ask that. <laughs> I didn't I mean to put answer. you on the spot. I I didn't. I that's didn't know not That's not true. You absolutely meant to. I absolutely did. <laughs> I, I yeah. No, sorry about that. That's, that's that's true. So why do they need sixty plus acres? Sixty? Didn't you say? Oh, says so six hundred. Six hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah six hundred. Yeah, add a zero. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because
3: we got we got to get some space for crazy people so they don't hit things when they're driving.
0: Well, there's that too. So Although you have a lot good. of trees.
3: But I mean, like
0: for testing ring, and, for testing like ring and pinion sets and stuff like that, you only need like a couple of acres for a track, right? I mean, so what else is going on there? Part of it
3: comes to how big the vehicles are too because we do a lot of class eight vehicle tra- uh, testing. So like one of our grades... It's a 15% grade on one side and 8% another. It's just massive. Yeah,
1: that's steep. Like, By the way, that's the biggest
0: mountain in Michigan. Up. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> See, because We've Michigan We've got yeah, to have enough yeah. space
3: to get the vehicles up to speed. we got to get enough space to be able to turn around safely, lose control at times, regain control, and keep enough space between the surfaces, too, uh, so that we're not having some sort of collision. That's one element of it. The next element, and honestly, in this space, we're in it's, a lot of it's protective wetlands. So we do have some streams on site, and there is some, some protective wetlands. So we build our features around those. So we have certain areas that we can't touch. Um, so we'll, we'll actually, our features will we'll kind of snake sometimes around those, those things. Um, but honestly, this is the funny thing. So we've got some um, vehicle dynamics areas, which are basically giant slabs of asphalt. Um, you know, we've got one that's 500 foot by 300 foot and it's not big enough. Like I want a bigger one. (laughs) I literally would love to have a 25 acre piece of asphalt. Like that's what I want. And, uh, it's, it's just incredible, especially nowadays with what vehicles are capable of. It's almost hard to push them past their limits, right? These vehicles are so capable. So you just need more and more space need more speed need more capable drivers to actually get them out of control. Um, so you can regain control again and uh, so yeah, that's it. it's just it's amazing what it takes honestly from a scale perspective to like test the things that you want to test.
1: Well, what must it be like from a uh, from just a I mean you're overseeing the proving grounds just from a maintenance standpoint or, you know, everything is such large scale because you have to do this R&D testing for the if real you're world. If you asking if they have riding lawnmowers, I think the answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, what happens if you're like, I need another 500 cubic yards of asphalt because we're going to make our skid pan bigger yeah. so that you could take a Class 8 big rig with a trailer and do donuts or something? I don't know.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. So, one, the maintenance is just massive. You know, there's a there's a big budget and there's a lot of great people that make it happen. So, I mean, honestly, the lawn care it's a challenge. In in snowplow, <laughs> it's the same way. We we do it with our internal folks because uh, to to have like a, a contractor, a, a lawn crew come in and and mow the interior of the of the grounds is just very difficult. One is like if we have a prototype vehicle on site. Um, you know, that's just one more element that we need to control. Where if we have somebody internally, they know what to do in those sorts of situations. Um, so that that alone is it's really challenging. I say, the snow more flying, Right, more we got to keep plowing and keep plowing. Yeah, more goats. More that's, goats. Yeah. That's what they
1: do out here for fire control. They just unleash a herd of goats and they eat all the grass.
3: You know what? We have tons of deer on site. This is no joke. Tons of deer and like a million geese. Um, we got sandhill cranes. We got boxes of. Tons of turtles. We have to actually stop testing sometimes on the track to go remove turtles. Oh, well, there's just so many of them, like dehydrating. The, uh,
1: the California desert tortoise <laughs> is an endangered species out here. So when you're in the desert, you have to, you know, uh, it's a, you, you have usually, to yield. You're right. And uh, if you pick them up, they pee themselves. Yeah. And so you can kill them because they uh, get dehydrated, right? So <clears throat> even when you're out in the desert and you're out uh, wheeling, you got to be aware of all that stuff. You know, the wildlife is it. that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of like
0: when I pick you up; you just pee yourself. Yeah, well, that's true. That's why I just don't <laughs> like being touched that way. Hey, so.
3: But but yeah, like if we want to, if we want to put down a big slab of cement, though, we've got a process for it. So it's all around business case. Um, you know, we, if we can justify for whether it's a, a, an upcoming program that needs additional testing um, or just the fact that we want to expand our current capabilities, anything like that, we build a business case, we ask for the money from, you know, our corporate teams. And if we do a good job, we get the money. If we didn't do a good job, we don't get the money. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. So um, but we have a process for all that, anything we need. is the same process we want a new, a new lab dynamometer or a new slab asphalt. It's all the same pool. we just got to justify
0: the resources for it. That's it. Josh, what's your interaction like with uh, the new product development teams?
3: They sit right on site. So, so it's basically what we call the automotive headquarters in Marshall, Michigan. So the majority of the designers and R&D folks sit right there. So a lot of times they're out in the vehicles. You know, the engineers are out there with their, they got, we got all sorts of wires and instrumentation and crazy stuff that we plug into vehicles. And, you know, they'll, they'll either drive or they'll ride along and they're taking data constantly. Um, and they're taking in information and figuring out how do to make the product better. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much all there. If there's a warranty issue, you know, that team's going to find out about it and make tweaks. Um, you know, they're going to tell us, go break it sometimes, right? I want to know what it's going to do when it breaks. Mission accepted. So do that.
0: Well, yeah. I would be that's all. Yeah. I would be Make all over that. Stuff. Holman is <laughs> part of the uh, the international breakage team. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We uh, f- usually find uh, <laughs> when the uh, when the tier one suppliers R and D engineers haven't done a good job. Sometimes on Truck of the Year, we can find their weaknesses. But so speaking oh, of yeah. speaking of Eaton, right? So tier one supplier, uh, maybe rattle off yep. a couple of vehicles that are out now. We won't we won't press you for anything that's uh, embargoed yep. or uh, out in the world. Um, yeah, but. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, some. What would a truck guy who's going to a dealership? What trucks would he come across that has that has uh, Eaton products on it?
3: So, like most of the the, the half ton and up trucks for Chevrolet are going to have the G eighty, the M locker in it. It's mm-hmm. a classic Eaton product. It's been out there forever. Um, you know, the Trail Bosses have them in there. Um, a lot of the light duty trucks, the new the T ones. You know, the brand new versions of the trucks, the K twos. Ah, uh, the last year model, like they they have the M locker product in it, very very popular. It's been kind of like a staple uh, for Eaton for a long time. Um, a lot of the Chevys have the um, active fuel management too, so cylinder deactivation. Uh, a lot of the cylinder deactivation stuff is Eaton product. No kidding. Um, it, you just yeah, think yeah, of I think of Eaton there's, as there's like a,
0: uh, I think of Eaton as more hard parts, but that's clearly yeah, not the case. Yeah.
3: They got and, and honestly, so I'm literally just no, like a segment of vehicle group. If we go into there's an electrical sector, like, you know, for example, uh, busman that's eating busman fuses. Oh my gosh, so you've well, we've heard of busman, I've heard of are
0: like the best right fuse blocks on the planet. Yep,
3: yeah, so that's that's Eaton stuff. So, like, you know, Tesla's running busman fuses, so it's like that's everywhere, and then they have a bunch of hydraulic fittings all over the place. Aerospace is eating stuff, um, so it's just there's it's just a crazy amount, but. Yeah, the in terms of like you know the, the the vehicle segment, you know the active fuel management's all over the place. The new um, the new Dodge uh, Cummins motor, uh, they've got our hydraulic lash adjusters in them. Couldn't don't even ask me how those things work, but trust me, they're good. <laughs> it's magic. Uh, <laughs> it is magic. Um, so I mean, it, like that's part of the product. Valves all over the place. Um, engine brakes too. Like um, you know, in Class A vehicles. Not not Jake Brake. Jake Brake is a is a competitor, right? Um, but yeah, like, all you people break, out there, there's a difference. Break. There is a difference. The Jake Brake is like is like uh, you know you say Kleenex for tissue. That's what Jake Brake is, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> and not everybody knows. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we make the engine brake, which is just a little bit a little bit quieter option. People are like, if you know, the Expeditions, the, the upper trim package has the uh, electronic limited slip diff in the back. Um, you know that's that's Eden product in uh, the ZR2s, the E lockers and ZR2s, the Chevy ZR2. There you
1: go, E lockers. Uh, By the way, E-lockers. that you're not you haven't even touched on all the aftermarket stuff. I mean, maybe a little bit at the beginning, but no. this is all the Tier One OE stuff that's in your brand new vehicle. But yep. you guys have a huge catalog. Again, Detroit Locker. Uh, you know for an automatic yeah, lock locker you know, i just
0: stumbled on the, track, the the ring and pinion page on the yeah. website and it's like oh wait first sir are you interested in circle track drag racing extreme <laughs> off road light trail and sand sports restoration <laughs> rock crawling uh, street and muscle work truck towing or work truck on road i it just that's just it's not even scratching the surface no it
1: and and i'll tell you you know from being at four wheeler and truck trend over the years when i when i get a product for an install and there's Eaton on the box I mean, first-class, first-rate quality. I, I haven't had any problems. Love the e-locker. Great product. In fact, one of my favorite setups that we've run in a few vehicles is a true track in the front and the an e-locker in the back. I mm-hmm. just love having that ability where you don't have the bind on the front end, but you still have that added traction of – and the true track is a helical limited slip, uh, and then you have the selectable e-locker in the back, which is awesome. Do they make hydraulic
0: steering systems, power steering lines? Going back to the actual proving grounds, Josh – uh, how do you handle security there from prying eyes like Holman? No, he's inviting me there. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, what's his name? Your spy photographer? We can't tell what his name. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> All right. So uh, the man that will remain unnamed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How do you keep people out when, say, Tesla or someone else is is out there? Josh mans the deer stand <laughs> with a really big rifle. So
3: yeah, we we do we do have a security staff um, on site twenty four seven um you they don't yeah we've always got someone there uh patrolling um there's at least two guards on staff constantly um and yeah the the entire perimeter has uh you know is fenced in um you know we've got a gated access to the front, so you can't just stroll in i mean if you were really aggressive, like you could probably find a way in, but yay yeah, we're like we're not we're not that other place you referenced earlier, but yeah, we control everything. We, you know, you have to show identification to come in. You have to go through a, a check-in process because we have customers coming on site all the time. So, like even year-to-date, let's see, we've had I think it was 455 customers oh that gosh. come on site. Um, and that's yeah, different companies, right? different companies. You know, and they, they compete against one another, and they know it, right? But we have to be be protective of the other technology. So, um, you know, that's part of what we consider security too. So, if somebody's bringing a prototype vehicle in. You know, we need to be prepared for that um, so other people aren't going to be able to see that. Or if we have a tester that's running a certain type of product in the cell, right? We have to protect against that. Uh, So we have different measures for for handling those sorts of things. So sometimes prying Um, eyes
1: can be on the inside. It could be another customer, another manufacturer that just happens to be there on the same day, and you kind of have to keep the two sides separated. Otherwise, you're going to have a a brawl over the uh, camouflage.
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and that's, that's part of uh, what we do is we have to control um, where people go. But one thing we have on site, too, that I haven't even talked about yet, and I don't even know if either of you know about this, you can't see it from Google Images if you're trying to cheat, but uh, we've it. got a, a lodge on site. You have a what? <laughs> I don't, yeah, you, uh, it's, a, it's a lodge. It's actually a, it's a conference center uh, that also is like a mini hotel. Um, it is it built like a log cabin? People. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was built in the, the 70s, and it's kind of got that, that feel. Ooh. There's, you know, nice stone and uh, and wood and stuff. See, there's and the it's airport. got a little cafeteria in it. and um, Southeast of the know, airport the, on Google yeah. Images.
1: You can oh, see, it. You, can't you, see, the, see it? you can see the track. I'm looking right now. Yeah, so you can see the off. track
0: from Google Images. Now, so what's special about this lodge, other it's, than the uh, fact that it's in the middle of the Proving Grounds, allegedly? Yeah, allegedly. back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean like the
3: 70s when the Proving Grounds was being constructed. There weren't hotels in Marshall. Marshall's a pretty small town. Uh, so customers would come in and like, where do we stay? What are we going to do? Like, oh, okay, I want to stay here. And uh, it's literally that tradition is still there. We still do it. We do it all the time. If it's not being used by a customer, you know, we use it for internal meetings and little conferences. And if we have folks flying in from other countries or whatnot, they can stay there too really neat it's it's the wildest thing uh but so cool because i told you about all the deer and you know so you drive back and you see these deer just frolicking in the meadow and then you know there's fish in our pond they're jumping out every now and then and some geese slowly flying by and then you go into this this nice like sounds like an animal's know, like
0: best life ever yeah. now are we hearing josh that we can stay there when we're in town Wait, yeah. how did you invite sure. yourself? Cause, <laughs> because, 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 okay. because I did. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, we got we got space, man. Josh, tell us about a uh, a car, truck. Hopefully, a truck, but it could be either something you saw on the track that is now out, that's now public knowledge. But let's call it when yep. when you first started, where where you your mouth agape, jaw on the ground, like, oh my god, that's on my track right now. And then, of course, we see it later. <laughs> Has there been anything like that?
3: Well, there is one, but it is. There's one that came to mind right away, but I cannot talk about that one. But it's no. pretty recent, and I was it just like, "Oh, <laughs> it's a Oh my yeah. gosh! Like everybody out there, because everybody there is a gearhead too. You know, the guys, the girls, everybody's a gearhead, and like everybody's jaws are just—they're just like wiping drool all over the place. But I, I got to be completely honest: the vehicle that has impressed me the most—and it was released by the time I got there—but that Chevy ZR2 is just amazing. So we've got a 60% um, dirt grade and a 60% paved grade. And I don't know if you've ever driven up a
0: 60% grade, but it is like— 60% (laughs) has got to be near—what's vertical? 90? 90 is vertical. 90 is vertical. 60 is like, I don't even know—well, hold on, stop for one second. So, Holman, a place in Moab, give me some kind of— One of the fins on Hell's Revenge. Okay. That would probably be the the, the the closest thing. And that would be at, what,
1: 70 Uh, sixty-five. It's steep. Okay, I I mean you're you're only seeing blue sky out of your windshield. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to to Moab, Josh, but on Hell's Revenge, which is your quintessential slick rock trail, my fifty-one Willys flat fender CJ3A, and uh, it had the original flathead in it and sixty horsepower, and I was going up one of the biggest fins on that, and it was like, and I mean it's. Like a couple hundred feet long. This is where you're hearing each cylinder. Yeah, right.
5: Burr, 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 burr. It's like a roller coaster, right? Now you were not
1: alone, were you? No, I had uh, Shane from uh, Bill Stein was uh, in with me, and uh, he and I crested the top and high fived because we thought for sure we're like, you know, if this thing goes backwards, <laughs> this is a bad deal. So uh, yeah, those aren't those big sixty percent grades. Not super. Uh, not super good for uh, carburetors, by the no. way. <laughs> and so you see this yeah, uh, ZR2 yeah.
0: killing it on the 60% grade.
3: Just to, to kind of add some things to it, I can't actually drive up it. We only have certain people that are capable that that's qualified. We have a tiering system. So there's like four people that are actually, you know, qualified to drive the vehicles up up a grade like this. It's just no big deal. You know, we lock it in, right? We do front and rear lockers, and it just just drives up it. And we actually have um, what's called split mu. Surfaces too. So split mu just means we vary the friction, so we can control the friction from one tire to another. Doesn't so, matter. So you may see that on different.
1: like a, a YouTube video or something. So probably the best thing is a lot yeah. of times they'll be testing like all-wheel drive CUVs, and they're simulating yep. that you're maybe half the cars off the road and half the cars on the road. So you have tires exactly. that have traction,
0: and then you have like a icy or slippery situation. How do they simulate that? Are they are you guys watering one side down? Like is there a line right down the middle of the car? So the right, the passenger side no, no, is down on, the middle of the, the track. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, but down, yeah. right. It's and, half and uh, half. Right. So one half is maybe being watered with a sprinkler or something. And the other half is rocky pebbles and stuff where or, just, road, slip. or
1: just roadway. Okay. Because roadway pavement has a really yeah. good coefficient of traction. Yep. So yeah, we
3: actually have a ton of ways to do it. We can do it with rollers as well. That basically is no traction. You know, it's just a roller. So your wheel gets on it and you do nothing unless you have, you know, some sort of differential that's, doing something. GM had um, a, um,
1: a, a metal track at the auto shows when the K2 trucks came out with the G80 rear locker yep. where they had yep. rollers. So you could see the locker mm-hmm. activate yep. as it drove over it and it
0: kind of did articulation and stuff. And how tall is the 60% exactly. grade? I mean, is its is it 50 feet, oh, 200 feet?
3: That one's probably about 40 or 50 feet. I mean, it's a decent little climb it's enough where you're freaking out <laughs> <laughs> when you're going up it. Like, so you've okay, been the, you've been the passenger
0: now. a few times, one too many.
3: I've been the passenger a few times, which is awesome. But, but the VRQ goes out, though. we've got a dirt grade that's, that's 60% as well, and it gets up that. But the, the, the last one that just blew my mind was the, we have a, a simulated double whammy. You know, I, I don't know if people probably in the off-road world have heard of the double whammy, but it's essentially like a, like a two-step obstacle that most vehicles – are not going to make it over. You know, modified uh, jeeps, no problem. It's a
0: wheelbase-dependent obstacle. So, depending on... So, is it like a yeah. tabletop, something in motocross, no, where if you hit it wrong, it, it well, bottoms out? What, or, yeah, so
1: Moab has like has the, um, the double whammy, sort of where that name came from. Mm-hmm. And so, what exactly. happens is certain wheelbases of rigs, either sh- there's optimal, right? So, you're either too short, where you're still... You know, clawing for traction, but when you pop up, you hit the next one, right? So it can either bump you Mm -hmm. backwards, it can bump you to the side. A lot of people, you know, will find their coolers will bounce out of the back of their Jeep and spill everything. Okay. Or you have a long wheelbase rig where the front tires and rear tires hit the steps at different times, and so that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you have a non-optimized mm-hmm. wheelbase, you just really upsets the chassis, and instead of having traction where
0: everything's on the ground, you end up bumping in the air so pogoing is this, up. I, I, I'm having you don't trouble want to do pic- from a control standpoint. But I'm having trouble picturing this. this. Is like um two whoops, like two whoops one after the other? Yeah, like stair steps. Stair yeah. steps. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay.
3: Like stair steps, but crazy. But the ZR2 with the right driver can do it. Out of the box, it, it, it's continually blowing my mind. Um, it does all of our obstacles outside of a Jeep. That's our only factory vehicle that we have because we've got a fleet of, of test vehicles. That's our only only factory vehicle we have that can just do
0: that. Okay, now tell um, me about Josh. Tell me about a a truck that a manufacturer brought over, and they were mm-hmm. like they thought they were all that in a bag of chips, like like someone <laughs> like Snooty, like Range Rover or something. And they go, "We're going to conquer this," and they fail. Have you seen that happen yet?
3: Well, I got to tell you, I expected that to happen because we hosted the truck of the year, North American truck of the year um, for GMC 84s for All that right. release. Okay. Um, and they were in the they were in the final, the running the for it. We hosted their last like event. And I was like, okay, great. You know, this, they got a nice tailgate. They got a nice yeah. interior, you know, w- whatever. They're going to get out here and they're going to get just embarrassed. No. no, they did really good. Like, I was totally expecting that. Not all the drivers were as experienced, and there was there was probably only one time where they got a little overconfident, which was it was great to capture. It, but there was a few vehicles that were going to make it through this. We had we built a mud pit, and it was just it got soupy and sloppy <laughs> and nasty. And there was one guy who just just buried there it. Always is. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> just buried it. And then it, then it, of course there was this another driver, and I can't remember her name off top. Sue she knows how to drive older lady um yeah sue mead she's been a baja she's been everywhere yes. yeah sue mead. Sue mead. Sue oh mead. my gosh so she whipped around this truck you know because everybody had the same truck right so the one guy got it buried and you know we're getting the wrecker out we're gonna start pulling those. of course people were taking pictures and either way sue comes around and just blasts right past them <laughs> <Yeah. It's> just...
1: <laughs> she's worldly she's done you know uh, Rebel a, Rally, early. and she's done um, Gazelles, and she's bit, raced in Baja. And, Sounds and, and like she, we need to interview her. She's legit, yeah. Sue, Sue's a cool, you, cool Yeah, lady. you need to interview her. She's actually a pilot yeah. now, too. She, she just got her pilot's license. I mean, Crazy. it's just like, yeah. you know, wow. yeah, she's had a, a very... Uh, Makes you feel worthless, Very it? storied uh, career. <laughs> you know, the funny thing I'll say, not me, I mean, I, I don't feel worthless. I, I feel do. Legal. Do you? Yeah, a little, I mean, a a little bit. bit. Uh, I, I will say that in that type of terrain, you know, I don't get to, to wheel in Michigan and stuff too much. And in that mud and roots and trees. Right, listen, and, you
0: don't think of sure. Michigan as a place to go wheeling, do people you? People in Michigan do. I'm not saying that people don't go Michigan. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not a – No, when you, like, there's like, a ton like, of good wheeling. You, open, you don't open Yelp and go, where to go wheeling? And it goes, Michigan. <laughs> you know, well, there's some off-road parks and stuff <laughs> like that that are pretty cool. I, I once sunk
3: a uh... – We have sand dunes. Yeah, we Silver have Lake. A, We have Silver Lake sand dunes in Michigan. What? Yeah. Nobody knows that. I know that. How big is it? Yeah, I can uh... literally drive like two hours and hit – so like sand Yeah, it's pismo. And then I can go another half hour and just hit trails. I and then I can go to Drummond Island and just hit all like rock and water and rivers and and then you can ride snowmobile trails up in the upper peninsula. I think that's legal. Uppers. Uh,
0: the uppers. Yeah. What'd you call it? The yeah. UPers. Yeah. the, the uppers? Oh, uppers. Okay.
3: Upers.
1: Oh, uppers. I'm sorry. Upers.
0: With why? You're, a you you're pre- not in the know. See uh, I was you're almost not there. in the know. <laughs> I'm from California. You're a freaking poser. Yeah, yeah, a how troll. much
1: time do I spend in freaking Michigan? <laughs> a lot.
3: Hey, I am If a, you're south of the bridge though, like me, you're a troll. So if you're in the lower peninsula, <laughs> you're called a troll. Really? Awesome. Awesome. Or a flatlander. <laughs> yeah, a Flatlander <laughs> heard a that. Flatlander. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, Josh, a silly question. Can they the, be more silly? No, no, no. No, I got one. It's legit. All right. Can uh the average Joe take a tour through? The Eaton Proving Grounds.
3: We do not offer any of that right now. So we, well, we don't get me wrong. We get a lot of requests, though. <laughs> we do not offer that right now. Uh, we do have community events, though. So there actually are opportunities where we let people come in from the general public. So we host something every year called uh, the Make-A-Wish Wish Mile. It's actually a bicycle ride. Uh, they start up in northern Michigan. Uh, we basically trailer them up there, and then they ride 300 miles down, and they do their last lap on our oval.
4: That's and cool. we have three
3: thousand people from the public that come on site for that. So you you can see it that way. We also host the SAE Super Mileage, um, which is basically um, you know colleges will build these cars and that they're going to get. I mean, we're not. I'm not kidding you. I think Penn State got thirty two hundred miles a gallon uh, two years ago, and they'll they'll build these things and they'll drive them around a track and we open that up to people. So there are ways you know the general public can come and. Uh, see the proving grounds but for the most part we reserve it for um you know our, our customers and anybody who might be coming on and you know because we do we do actually rent the facility out for testing purposes too so
0: gotcha um, well josh when you have another one of those maybe it's a charity event or something can you let us know so we can publicize yeah. it
3: yeah certainly because we'll be doing them um, uh, it's basically in june of next year june and july of next year is where we'll, we'll have the next two big events
1: okay so speaking of events, and not in terms of like events at the proving ground, but just individual events for testing vehicles and stuff. What are some of the things we've talked about? dyno, we talked about the oval. Which, by the way, oh, how, yeah. how big is the oval?
3: It's a one point six miles on the internal diameter, and it's got it's actually pretty cool. It's got a, a couple of elevation changes, very slight, but enough where it's not just a, a flat oval. And we do have bank turns, and most of it is we do a lot of the class eight truck testing. So we're taking the dump trucks out there. We're taking the you know, the line hauls, you know, the
0: 200,000-pound rigs. And I would love to see a dump a truck hauling ass on an oval track. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Have you seen any wreck? Like, have you seen something that huge topple over?
3: We have not, at least not since I've been there. We, we don't have many accidents, honestly. We'll have deer impacts um, because, you know, we, we, do, we do control the deer getting into the oval area for the most part, but they can sneak in every now and then, um, and we have had some deer impacts. And the minor fender benders here and there when we're doing some, you know, some different exercises. But no, we've done a really good job of of not having that. If we do have evasive maneuver type activities, the vehicles are equipped with outriggers, so that it's basically like big old um, angled pieces of metal with wheels on them. So if you tip over, it actually stops it. Yeah, giant
0: training wheels. Yeah, pretty Pretty much. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Giant training wheels is a much more succinct way of saying it. (laughs) So so let's go back really
1: quick. What are some of the things that you guys do there that we haven't touched upon?
3: There's a a variety of grades. A lot of our stuff, especially from the transmission level, is going to rely on different grading. So we have as small as a 3% grade uh, up to the 60% grade. And we have all sorts of variations in there. Different surface uh, frictions, you know, different types of pavement, different types of dirts. We have all sorts of different grades all over the place. I mentioned the the large in the, the large grade, which is 8% on one side and a 15% on another. So that's really where we're going to drive up with a big truck. We're talking, you know, the, the 100,000, 200,000-pound vehicles. We're going to park them, make sure transmission can do what it needs to do, because the transmissions need to actually hold them in place without you doing any throttle or brake. Interaction, yeah, you you know,
0: because I'm seeing here. Yeah. Like, I just happen to find a, a video gallery. I won't play it here, but you guys yep. have a whole line of collaborative uh transmissions with Cummins for like yeah. really, yeah, we ha- have a, a really joint venture with Cummins.
3: Yeah, uh, we have a joint venture with Cummins, and uh, the latest transmissions that they're developing are, I mean, they're crazy. Uh, but yeah. even the ones that are out right now, I mean, you can literally—I'm not even kidding you—you you can take a seventy-thousand-pound dump truck, pull it up to a thirty percent dirt grade, and st- just let your foot off the gas and let your foot off the brake and it holds it <laughs> and you can creep it up it's just wow. like i can drive it i am not a driver i can drive a dump truck you press the go button and you go um it's really amazing back to just some of the, the features and services we've got a couple of sand pits um one of them is things that like normal vehicles can go through another one is like you got to have military grade you know you're not driving your I mean, trail bosses are great. You know, F 150s are great, but you're not driving them through
0: this this pit.
3: You might be able to get a modified Jeep with air down tires halfway through, but for the most part, you got to be military grade to get through this. Well, why is it um, why so is gotta, it
0: so aggressive? I don't I don't get it, Josh. If you're talking it's about military applications, no, but what I'm saying is, how are you getting stuck if you've got lockers on a ZR two and the, the whole uh, the full? Well, works, because it's how are you? It, not it doesn't float.
1: It? You still have to have,
0: you but know, it's sand. Uh,
1: really? Well, oh, I, dude! I'm, I'm, t- 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 I'm taking you out to the sand, and then I'm gonna get you to go drive it, and you're gonna get stuck, and then we'll do it. Well, we'll I, show, show you. Clearly, <laughs> I'm showing my uh, say, my, say, my newbiness. Yeah, no. Sand, sand is one of the most difficult things to drive in for a number of reasons. You have a deformable surface, which means that the coefficient of traction is going to change on you. Um, you have really high RPMs in order to keep the wheels and tires moving, so you have to, thermal management issues. You have traction control issues because as you're going, let's say you're going up a sand dune. The the traction you have is different on one side of the vehicle than the other. Sure, You can also have water if the sand is moist. It's completely different than if the sand is dry. Then you also have to figure out what your um, inflation for your tires is. You have to decide, is it better to be open diffs or lockers in here? Am I going to be in low range so I have more torque? Am I going to be in high range so I don't have too much torque? I mean, there's a lot to think about. In fact, what we do over the year... One of our favorite things to do is the sand dunes testing because you learn more about the vehicle yeah. in terms of driving dynamics, in terms of electronic stability programs, in terms of thermal management, in terms of traction and traction aids than you do in any other
0: part of the test because sand is that demanding. So, but explain the difference between, though, if I have what I thought was a fully capable ZR2, Josh is referring to, uh-huh. and that I have an aired down Jeep. They both have lockers. So what's the loose nut uh, loosen up behind the wheel. What do you mean? That's me? A, that, yes. Me. <laughs> That's the difference. Uh, right. Touche. Uh, yeah.
3: So what, what I, what I mentioned before too, about how we have different drivers, I probably could have prefaced that to you by saying, if you have the, like we have uh, level three drivers, the level three drivers can make a lot of things happen. So even people who like think that they're level three drivers, they're probably not until you can sit there and like explain everything that the vehicle is doing. And you're like, "Oh, ah. so especially if you're on pavement, like, "Oh, yeah, well, I'm driving this at eight tenths and blah blah blah," and all these different things, and then you go do it, but okay, now we might be talking about level three drivers. That's another element that comes in is, like these events that we have, some of them the double whammy, um you know these sixty percent grades, if you mess up you're you're hurt, you're in trouble.
1: We had a camera crew with us one year, and they were in a Dodge caravan. And we we're on our way out to launch a sand doing That's up their there. first problem. Yeah, right. Well, no, that's true, right? So they came out to videotape us doing cuts in the sand for of the year. And they we said, okay, do you put your transmission here and think this and do this and do and the first fifty feet buried but it. But gone. So we ended up digging mm-hmm. it out. We put the floor mats under the front tires. We swapped drivers, put my guy in, drove it all the way out to the sand dunes, no problem. So a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with being able to read the terrain and less about the vehicle. It's all about flotation and being aired down and having the right throttle application so you move forward and not down. So there you go. All right,
0: thank you. You know, a lot of what we do
3: too is demonstration. So we are we take those drivers and we teach people what the vehicle is actually doing. So we'll rig up vehicles where we can, you know, turn the technology completely on and off um, sometimes just so people know. So for example, um, you know, if you have the Ford Expedition, one of the newer ones with the electronic limited slip differential, we call it uh, IntelliTrack, um if you have that and you're driving it like you almost can never lose control so you don't really know what the technology is doing. you're like this just works amazing but we can flip it on and off in our in our vehicles, take someone into a you know a, a split mew um, you know varying friction surface, and we can show them like, hey look, it doesn't go anywhere. That's a problem. Let me turn the technology on like they try it again within our events like a lot of our grades we have those options we have the rollers we have you know, very low friction pavement. Um, we've got pieces of, like, basically metal. We've got basalt tiles. Uh, all those things can vary the friction levels. And we measure all these things. There's specs to it. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can get into about, you know, you think pavement is pavement. Oh, my gosh, it's not. It's like, science. Like, there's so many different variations. It's science. <laughs> See, um,
1: I just get to go out and drive on this stuff. All the people who are smart, like, puts it all together, and then I just go, like, a big dumb you know, goofball. Oh, I'm going to go drive my truck. Right. And then I just go do it. But it's amazing the level of science that's behind all this stuff. And it's not just, hey, here's some backwoods and we want you to go take this truck and then tell us if it makes it. It's
0: like, hey, we actually have measuring equipment yeah. and laptops you and know right? data collection. You know what happens every day at the Eaton proving Grounds? Some guy that worked on a device for two years brings it there. Josh is standing on the sidelines and watching the guy all proud of that that whatever he built, you know, transmission yeah. or clutch set or whatever, and he goes up that that uh, huge grade, boom, break, pop, doesn't work, <laughs> and he has to go home to his. De- Why to are you his, smiling? Why are you taking great pleasure de- in the story? <laughs> to his wife, he's like, "Ah, uh, honey, I didn't have a or, good day today." Or the guy
1: comes out and he has. Eaton level of R&D money behind him and he's figured everything out and he's just so smart because Eaton only hires the best employees (laughs) and he goes out there and like a proud papa the class eight truck makes it up the grade. <laughs> Not only up the grade, he does it in reverse while it's got a uh, frozen thaw, or frozen uh-huh. ice uh, on top of it. That's how. Bear, that's bear. my and story. And is, is he
0: barefoot while he's driving? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he has no pants.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, he went south here, Josh. We hey, apologize. Hey, Josh. So, uh, <laughs> so if uh, if if my schedule doesn't open up till like let's say December, is that still an yeah. acceptable time to, to come out and visit you out there?
3: Yeah, this might be a little colder, but
0: I mean, I got a jacket. It'll be open. What would you be driving out there, Holman? Uh,
3: He has a fleet. We would probably
0: put you in a ZR2. Um,
3: I'd love to see you go through a couple of the obstacles with that. Uh, I I mean, we got to get you behind the wheel of a class eight truck. Yes, don't ban a semi. Okay. I mean, now hold on just a second. Podcast up right there. Hold
0: on just a second, Josh. Now hold on. If you're doing this in December, okay. And can you can do you do it on the weekends or is it only during the week?
3: I mean we run only we run week. 24/7. 24/7 home so. no, no. no, no. 5 days old, only
0: 24/7 5 days a tw- week. No 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 no, no no you can't screw me like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling I you. I heard him say 24/5 and prove me wrong. Let's <laughs> 24/5 <laughs> as much I, if I if I foot the bill and I fly myself out there, which I will do, mm-hmm. I'm in. You can't stop me. Can I go, Josh, please? Pretty please? Yeah, Seriously? You're in. All right. Okay. How about you? Holman can drive. No, 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 Holman no, 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 is a no. great driver. This is how all we're co- going to do all it. All
1: co-pilot. This is how we're going to do it. We will go out there. Well, I'm going out there anyway. Now, if your schedule allows, you you can come too. I say <laughs> that Josh sets up some truck show podcast events- you drive and I drive, and then Josh says, "Who the better driver is?" I ever? just
0: right now, thirty <laughs> seconds ago, said you were a good driver. No, I appreciate that. I want to see. I want to see how good of a driver I'm you are. I'm happy to compete. Yes, I'm telling everyone in advance. I happen to know that you're a superior driver. Well, thank you. But so I want. I but I don't want. I would you- be happy Listen, now. Now I don't want to sell you short. I did do the NASCAR course at uh-huh. Fontana, yeah. and my buddy Brad, who thought he was just a badass driver, uh-huh. I whooped him. I freaking okay. whooped him. With that said, <laughs> yeah. off-road, I think that your experience is is quadrupled that of mine. All right, Josh, definitely one of us is going to come out. But if it's two of us... No, two of us are coming if out. If it's
1: two of us, will will you be the moderator of our little drive-off?
3: I will definitely be there, but I have other folks that can tell for sure who the better driver is. Like, I, I can be swayed a little bit, right? I got a little bit of... <laughs> I a little bit, uh, you know. Because Josh, I, I know Josh some, knows. But not enough. Josh knows that I'm buying I know the, the right beers. People, though. <laughs> he knows that I'm buying the beers afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm
1: uh, buying the barbecue. Okay. Oh.
3: Some of our drivers, they're like, they're, they're paying attention to where your eyes are at. Like, oh yeah, oh you see, made it through there. Where was your eyes at? I like. I this. saw him look down. Like, why'd you look down? You're supposed to be looking forward. Like. So that's where that we need the right people. All right, I like this.
1: Okay. Would we be able to do some like uh some videos that we can post uh, online of us yeah. uh do, we got to do this.
0: I'm totally in. Yeah. All right, I'm totally in. We're in. All right, we got something going on here for sure. Josh, really appreciate uh you checking in with us. This sounds like it's going to be a blast and we'll try to make as much of this come alive to our listeners as we can. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Sounds great. And also if you're sounds uh good. you're in the podcast and you want to check out uh Josh's Podcast is the sponsored Writer podcast, and I don't know. There's some episode where I was on it. I can't remember which one right now. I probably should have.
0: Now is this? But hold yeah, on. Yeah, let's it, see. One seventy three six. episodes. You out? You've done a hundred and seventy three episodes. I did. I just released one eighty six this morning. Oh my god! Well, this is
1: eighty nine. I mean, I. I mean, we're. Are you doing one a week?
3: I do one a week, and I do two live shows which I release as podcast. So I do two Facebook live shows and then just kind of dump them out in the podcast world. Just
0: kicking our ass. Well, but how many guys listen to your podcast and then think I'm going to build a SEMA truck and I'm going to get all my stuff for free. I know all the ins and outs now. (laughs) Or do they call you for advice? What happens is
3: those are the people that need to listen to the show.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I, I mean,
3: honestly, I get this too with, with the podcast. Like, people reach out to me and say, Hey, sponsor me, bro. Like, come on. (laughs) I even did an episode on this. I called it sponsor me, bro. Like it's just, it's just crazy, but, but I get it. That's why I do the show is to help those folks because you see folks, they go out and they run a razor around the track and they're like, Oh, they got a free razor. Oh, you missed the 15 years before that that they took with content creation and like, you know, building their network and building up their race program and Every single night being on social media and building their websites and like you miss all that and you just see oh they're riding around on a, like oh, I can ride around on a Josh and a we uh
0: we can commiserate over this over this I, I get this all the time you need hey, to go on his show That's I just launched a YouTube channel bro uh, yeah. I'm gonna get some sure. uh, viewers and I'd really <laughs> like to help get your name out yeah. and uh, by the way
1: building a brand now versus yeah. on social bu- versus building a brand five years ago way hard completely oh different world yeah complete anyway I'm so on uh, episode one sixty eight. 168 168. is
0: the the Holman check-in. You know uh, Blake Wilkie? Of course. So Blake
3: Wilkie, he's been on twice, but the first time he was on, like, it, it blew up my show in a good way, like... That guy brought some listeners to it, which is great. But dude, he sells um, some
0: mad shreddy merchandise. <laughs> that guy is so fun. Oh my an, gosh. He, he, fin- so he, finally, fun. he finally quit. His, Shredtastic. He was just—it's so funny. He's like the crazy surfer from San Diego. He's like he installs hair, you know, AC and air, you know, heating and air conditioning. <laughs> but then has his whole other life. But he finally yeah. made enough money on the U- on YouTube and Instagram. Well, that's and, what happens oh, you know, being when you drive influencer. things
1: illegally and make yeah, a, <laughs> exactly
0: a Volkswagen. <laughs> <That's> v- <laughs> All yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, anybody who doesn't you know
3: Blake Wilkie. Drive your car through San Diego, yeah. you will be famous.
0: No, so what did you <laughs> yeah. talk about so when you have someone like Blake Wilkie No, 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 on, have them go yeah. listen. I don't wanna sell
1: his podcast. Okay. Sure.
0: All right, good point. But
1: and then you gotta go on it. So uh, so Josh, I'm gonna give Lightning, your contact info, and I'll introduce yeah. you guys via email, and that way you can get him on the show because he's got all Perfect. sorts, years and years of experience in building SEMA things and and marketing and all that stuff, and you know his day job. So we'll uh, we'll get you guys. Yeah. Right hey, down. you
3: can be at SEMA.
0: Oh yeah, all week, Saturday to Saturday.
3: Be, I will be at SEMA. I'll be with the Eaton crew. So I will not be there that long. I'm going to be there a couple of days, but the Eden folks are going to be there pretty much the whole time. So yeah, definitely uh, we'll have to we'll have to connect there too.
0: Well, so two things: either a stop by the bank's booth. Uh, I think we're in twenty one five eleven Central Hall next to H um, okay, and R. Springs. Okay, I will definitely my, my not my remember that. I'll text it to you. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna tell
1: them how to get to your house from the airport too? Or uh, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. All right, so Josh Weiss from uh, Eaton. He's our uh, our man on the inside at the Eaton Proving Grounds, and uh, really appreciate you uh, coming out. And then do you have a, if anybody wants to follow you or the podcast, do you guys have a a, a handle for uh, Instagram? Instagram?
3: Sponsored Rider Club Podcast. It's all one word. Um, there's not many other places that are called that, so <laughs> type in Sponsored Rider, like, you're going to find it. I appreciate you having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. It's kind of weird now being on the other side, getting interviewed.
0: Like, <laughs> you know.
1: And also, if you want to find out about Eaton, I believe it's at Eaton Performance. That's E-A-T-O-N. Eaton Performance. Fantastic. Right on, brother. Well, then uh, we'll we'll connect and uh, we'll let's aim for December because I think the uh, yep. the second or third week of December my schedule finally uh, frees up and gets me through the, okay. the SEMA schedule. So we'll we'll figure it out.
3: Sounds good. All right, All
1: right, right. brother. Talk soon. Appreciate, appreciate you. it. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.
0: Holman, it's that time of the show when I ask that very important question.
1: Do I want to dance?
0: No, what's new in trucks? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. know.
3: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
0: Oh, my gosh. So, Holman was bent over. His butt is in the air. I was trying to do uh, what, what, your buddy
1: that did the screams by holding his butt cheeks. Oh, did you hold him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. there was that going on. I wasn't what staring was around name? your backside. Mike Condor. Yeah, Mike Condor.
0: I was trying to do a Mike Condor. <laughs> <laughs> what but, episode did we talk about that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mike Conder, a guy in, uh, yeah. in, in grade school that used to- uh, I, and I, at first I didn't understand. I was like, why does a guy always grab his butt when he yells? And then I realized that, you know, your arms, your, <laughs> your shoulders, you your shoulders spread. You get something more air happens. volume in yeah. there. Yeah. And so All right. I'll, Holman just tried that. I, I, have, I have a, I have a bone Did kick. you feel, wait, did you feel like you got more oh, volume? Oh, for sure. For sure. Right? More flow? Yeah. But I
1: also felt I violated myself. So. <laughs> hey, so do you ever feel like you do something and then later on you're like, we did about 98, we got 98% of the way there. Uh, quite often. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So I was thinking the other day cuz you know how sometimes you're like laying in bed and you're trying to fall asleep and your mind won't stop. And I was thinking like last night that happened. <laughs> uh, what's new in trucks? We named it wrong. Why?
0: We're one letter off. What's new in truck? No. What new in trucks? <laughs> nope. What's me? Nope. In trucks? Nope. What's news in trucks? Wouldn't that be way better if it was no. called What's News in Trucks? No. You don't like that? No, I like What's New in Trucks. TruckShowPodcast at gmail.com? I, I wouldn't fight you for it. I mean, if sure. I, what do you think, guys? Well, I mean, it was like midnight, and I'm like, What's News in Trucks? That seems so much smarter. We can, I can. So, what we'll do is we'll go back to the jingle, <laughs> and when it says What's New in Trucks, we'll, we'll add just, an S. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go, What's <laughs> What's News? What's, What's new- News? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. We are I just, off our rocker yeah, on this
1: show. Well, no, it's been a been a hell of a week. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, the new twenty 20- twenty. 20- Wait, what? Did you hear? No, that's I, I was going to do that the third or second story or fourth. Okay. Third- second or second. All right, go for it. Hey, did you hear <laughs> <laughs> the uh, all new twenty twenty Ram fifteen hundred Eco Diesel? Uh, there were some rumblings of this. Yes,
0: fuel economy numbers got published, and they are official. Can I guess? ecodiesel um, uh-huh. you said 2020 eco diesel, uh-huh. three liter uh-huh. all right uh highway we're gonna say four by two or four by four four by two yep 29 four by four highway 26 mm. and then i'm gonna say city 24 and 22 are you
1: literally just making up numbers
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. 3-liter V6 ecodiesel, 4x4.
1: Four four, yeah. 21 city, 29 highway.
0: Look. Come on now. Come on now. 3-liter V6 ecodiesel. Hold on a second.
1: You said 24 city. I, but I got 29 highway. Yeah, but you, you got, got that on the, uh, on the two-wheel drive. I'm about to blow your mind. Oh. How about 3-liter uh, V6 diesel 4x2. Okay. 22 city. 32 highway. Whoa! What that means is the 2020 Ram 1500 EcoDiesel with the available 33-gallon fuel tank means the Ram's driving range is over 1,000 miles.
0: 33? Yeah, because what's the average these days? Like 27-ish? Yeah, 25. Okay.
1: I've got the 33 and the uh, Ram uh, Rebel Long-Term out there, and I get almost uh, uh, 450 Mm -hmm.
0: highway, something like that. 1,000? Dude, that's impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, a, that's nice. Man, If I uh, wonder if Titan makes a tank for that thing yet, like a uh, 50 gal. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. We've never interviewed uh, Mitch at Titan Tanks. Well, maybe we should do that. What? It What's goes
1: right me? in line with our Nissan Titan trucks. <sighs> All right, so check this out. The, uh, the Ram 1500 EcoDiesel produces the highest half-ton diesel torque at 480 pound-feet and the highest half-ton diesel towing at 12,560 pounds. Hmm. That's pretty significant. Yeah. So Ram focused on the powertrain on this, and for the first time ever, the Ram fifteen hundred Rebel, now available with the diesel. Oh. Which to me is best of all those worlds. I, right. I would love I love that truck with a Hemi, but I would love that truck with a No, the but wait diesel. a minute, you didn't have that option when you ordered this no, one? No, twenty nineteen was the gas engines only. Right. The Eco Diesel's just coming out now for twenty twenty. So when when when? Uh should be when I When are they hit the streets? I would imagine probably Uh, December? Yeah, another couple months. Okay. Something like that. Can we get one to play with for a week? Well, I have one coming in two weeks for our truck of the year for truck But you said
0: we couldn't take that one out. Well, you are, but I couldn't go in. Right. Exactly. Well, that's unless Well, unless you took time off of work, which you can never do. I can take a day. Wait a minute. Didn't we talk about going to Ramsburg for a day? Well, yeah, but you and I, not with the of the year stuff. How do we peel off and, and not do the of the year and you and I just go and take a day? I have my ways. Did you know
1: that the 2020 Ram 1500 EcoDiesel pricing starts at thirty six thousand eight ninety? Really, that's um, pretty
0: damn reasonable. Less than I would I would have said forty one.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the base truck, right? Right. So you can definitely get up to forty one. What's do we,
0: no clue what I wonder if it maxes out close to
1: fifty. Oh, more than options. that. Oh, yeah, nice. I bet it, I bet it's maxed out, fully loaded. I 54, would imagine fifty four,
0: fifty five, no
1: sixty seven, oh. sixty
0: eight for limited.
1: Hmm. 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 Hmm.
0: We talked about uh, what was it? Uh, diesel inappropriateness. Yeah. So all the guys that have like the full three-quarter ton, one ton, six point seven liters, six point six liter diesels, and they're th- not towing t- anything, they're and not they're not t- 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 on yeah. anything, and they're always complaining about they're clogging up their DPF, blah blah blah.
1: This is the truck for them, right? right? You got you got the Ram half-ton diesel, you got the Ford half-ton diesel, you have that really uh, exquisite uh, Chevy with the straight six. There's a lot of choices out there. If you're a diesel guy, you don't have to go three-quarter ton. You can have a hell of a nice half-ton truck. Yeah, get some good mileage, apparently. Speaking of diesel, hmm? how about that Bollinger B1 and 2 electric truck?
0: Speaking of diesel, how did that I just segue from... I, well, okay. I just
1: figured that would be a good segue. Okay. because From you, diesel to electric? Because your electric has to come from somewhere. It's probably a diesel generator. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so anyway, they announced... No, it's from
1: a solar wind farm. Yeah, yeah sure it is. Not a night, it ain't. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so they finally announced the production. Did I just say a solar wind farm? It's either solar or wind, right? Yeah, I thought, I figured that it was a mix of the two in order <laughs> to actually make power. Because not every day is windy and not every day is sunny. I guess you got both. Right, that's right. what I was thinking. I wasn't even going to call you out on that. <laughs> uh, so the Bollinger, we talked to Bollinger back, uh, I don't know, about six months ago. Mm, we talked about almost a year ago. Is that that long ago? Yes, yeah. He doesn't even remember us, does no, he? No, he doesn't. That's probably a good thing. Um, the two doors no longer. So they announced they showed the, the car it had the truck hasn't come out yet. Right. So the prototype two door <laughs> that kind of looked like a Bronco gone. Yeah. Now it's a, a crew cab uh, truck or it's a four door SUV. The B1 and the B2.
0: Okay. Uh so this is the production intent one. That is a Lego car. It is a Lego car. That is not even real. I've never seen anything Jeep wishes they have ever produced something that square. Could,
1: honestly it looks more like a uh, Land Rover Defender like an old one. Like a modern version of the if old it home. were made out of Legos.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so anyway, it's going to be uh, all electric, uh, all aluminum. Where's who put that in the that? There's nothing aerodynamic about that. Uh there sure isn't. Does that look like a subwoofer? I think that's a subwoofer through the pass through. I think they're using the trunk, the front trunk, as a uh, subwoofer enclosure. Uh, I don't know what and that is thing crazy? is. So it's on the it's on the bottom of the lid of the trunk. Yeah, uh, it's got a front tailgate as well mm-hmm. and a rear tailgate. It's very. Uh, it looks like it's sticking its tongue out. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. So well, from that angle, from dead yeah. nuts front, like right up, yeah. you see the, at the headlights, view? Yeah. that does look like a wait. Turn it back to me. Yep. That one does look uh, very not Range Rover. Would you say um, yeah. Land Rover Defender? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is An old Rover, one, not Defender. the new ones. Yeah. All right. And uh, this is what the uh, Defender it should it, look though, like. Had a really square corners and cannot be aerodynamic. Well, the problem is, is when you walk by and it cuts you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it there's is so really. All right. Sharp. So th- these are the uh, beta uh, prototypes. So it's go- You know, this is production intent. So. Each axle has a compact electric motor. There's a two-speed transfer case and differential. Each electric motor produces over 300 horsepower, and the uh, diffs can be locked for maximum traction, so that's cool. The interior's a little bit more refined, some cool gauges and stuff. Still Very, very old school, very yeah. uh Utilitarian, sparks, yes. yes. Uh, but here's still the thing. There's the uh, f- the pickup. So that's a Gladiator, but, sort really, of a bigger, but made out of Legos. And, yeah, and the bed's not separate from the cab mm-hmm. and all that. So here's what's interesting, though. It only has a 120-kilowatt lithium-ion battery, and so the range is still around 200 miles, which for uh, off-road adventure trucks just doesn't seem like enough for me. Although, what's interesting is, obviously not with a load, 5,000 pounds of payload, which is pretty good, and 7,500 pounds of towing, which is actually quite good for a midsize truck. So if I'm pulling
0: 7,500 pounds- 50 miles. I'm, I'm, I'm I,
1: gone, no, I I have no idea. I don't right. want to get sued for libel, but I, you're not getting 200 miles. Um so anyway, that's
0: uh, that's the Bollinger. That's the new Bollinger. Hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts? I wonder if they, they you... licensed the shape from Lego. <laughs> would you get one? <laughs> yes. Would you? If you well, had... no. I, I mean, hold on. brakes, <laughs> brakes. breaks. breaks, uh, breaks. Uh, yeah. would, I, would I buy one? Yeah. No. But would I Wait. drive one if they gave one to me? Hell yeah. No, 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 no. If, and, and either of those are are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How about if you had all the
1: money in the world and you had the opportunity to buy one? That way, you take out them giving you one, and you take out you.
0: Um. Nah. All right, back to uh, diesels. Speaking of diesel, yeah. did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> you went from a thousand mile range uh-huh. on the new eco diesel uh-huh. to, to to that thing two hundred miles to, to, range to the Lego mobile uh-huh. with a two hundred mile two hundred mile range. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How much electricity and generating power uh-huh. was used to to to, to give me two hundred mile range? On that vehicle. I have no idea. I'm just saying- 120 so, kilowatts and, and hours. I'm just saying, I'm curious what the, the equation there is. By the way, there's
1: people listening to us right now they are like, you two are idiots. Here's how you do it. And then they're super smart and they'll send us the an email that has all the specs and then you and I still won't understand it because we are super simpletons and- Break it down. Let's get AA. if you know, you're on the show. Next. next truck Show Gmail.com. I just wanted to let you know that at the end of last month, Ram built the three millionth truck with a Cummins diesel. Three millionth. I saw that. It's pretty impressive. That's a lot of engines. Yeah. That is a lot of engines. So uh, diesel number three million went under the hood of a 2019 Ram 3500 Longhorn
0: Crew Cab Dually 4x4. Do we know who bought it and where it's going?
1: Uh, I don't think anybody's bought it. They just built
0: it. So oh, I see. I don't know if they're doing anything special Did with they, it. It should have a plaque. Uh, it does on the engine. Oh, snap. Three millionth engine. So right Could there, you imagine right you, above that giant If you bought sea. that
1: truck and your tire kicker- or maybe you're on the fence about the truck, and it goes to the dealer, and you're like, ah, pop the hood
0: open, and you're like, oh, angels and stuff singing. You're like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It says something right under, I can't read, it says 3 millionth engine, and is that as a serial number, or a VIN? What is that right under the word millionth? Um, maybe the VIN. I'm
1: not sure. Hard to say on our uh, low-res printout, <laughs> printout. Yes. Yes.
0: Huh. Costco special printer
1: <laughs> Yeah we need to get More ink for that thing I, it went, You know how you get Like purple and magentas As you're running out of color Yep We just need a big Old tank of black That's the only thing I'm good with uh, Being black 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 <laughs> Is uh, the, the printouts That we have Not yeah. Certainly not uh, any trucks That have uh, all sorts Of blacked out editions um, Yeah so anyway That's uh, that's what's news In trucks see, No see, I don't Come like on it goes it. I right
0: like it. You guys like that I don't like it You don't like it mm, I like it. no. You know what I do like What's that Our next guest Oh, you're talking about uh, Steve Sasaki. Yes, Mr. Steve Sasaki from PowerTick,
1: a uh, a friend of uh, of mine and uh, somebody who makes a really badass product that I really
5: enjoy.
0: So I thought, hey, cool invention. When you told me that we we're going to have him on, yep. I thought, oh, I mean, I'm familiar with the product. I saw him at Off-Road Expo yep. the last couple of years, and I've seen him you know, in magazines. I'm about, and so, okay. sure. Yeah, and I know you're a big proponent. And, I, and I'm excited about interviewing entrepreneurs, but he's got a, a great story that I'm particularly interested in. So if you wouldn't mind, let's uh, dial. Is this Steve Sasaki, owner and president of Power Tank? Yes. Hang on a second. Is this Mr. Sean? It is Sean and Jay, Lightning <laughs> and Holman Truck Show podcast. How you doing?
5: What's going on, Steve? Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're, We're doing are, well. We're outstanding. We
0: have a, uh, a
1: a intro for you, so hang on real quick.
0: Welcome to the Parts Department.
1: Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools.
0: The Wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to! Don't you spend our money! And then you'll want to come back! Now, normally, our wives are upset with us, but in this case, I think Steve is getting us out of trouble, so the wife is actually happy about this You know product. why? I can, I can
1: tell you the perfect example that actually happened to me with mm-hmm. my wife and a power tank. My wife had picked up a nail in uh, her car. She had Audi A5 at the time. and So, so she's got
0: relatively low pro tires. Right. 40 series it, or yep, lower. Right? So
1: she wakes up in the morning and she goes to work and her tire is super flat. She's like, I don't know what to do. My car's beeping at me. Is there? And I'm like, hold on a second. Open up the back of the Jeep. Put on my uh, <laughs> no. Wait, wait, give me that
0: one moment where you're like, hold on a second. That's exactly did, did what it you, was. Did you put up well, your finger index finger? It, yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
1: I said, babe, I got you. <laughs> no problem at all. I walked over to the back of my Jeep, I popped the tailgate, and mounted to my roll bar was a ten pound power tank. Nice. T- turned on the regulator, got the hose up there, filled up her tire, had enough for her to get through the day and she's able to get the tire repaired that day. No harm, no foul. Wife was happy. Power tank once again saved the day and I've been <laughs> a customer of power tank for almost twenty years. And, uh, and Steve's been a, a great supporter of Four Wheeler and our brands. For those of you who don't know, uh, Power Tank is the original CO2, uh, basically, uh, onboard air system. So you, you would use uh, CO2, put it in a bottle, looks like a scuba tank, if you will. There's different sizes. And then when you go off-road, you ha- have compressed air, which is way faster filling up your tires than like a little onboard electric compressor that's like... <laughs> You know, for an hour. I don't know.
0: That little Harbor Freight compressor that I have is pretty badass. (laughs) Except for when I plug it in and the fuse blows every single time. Yeah, right. And
1: if it's 100 degrees in the desert, there's a point of diminishing returns where every time your power tank is going to, uh, as long as it's full, you got to remember to fill it. But it's going to do it faster. The problem with a power tank is this all your friends back up to your Jeep and want you to spend your hard earned CO2 on their freaking Jeep. Like, no, pal. Yeah. No, pal. I don't have a 15 pounder. I only have a 10 pounder back here.
0: So, Steve, I want to take the Wayback Machine and go back to, I think it's like 97, if I'm not mistaken. How did this whole thing start?
5: It was 97. And, uh, God, it's amazing. It was so long ago. You know, so I was a product designer, but I was in the cycling industry, bicycles. And I always, you know, uh, wanted to do my own product. But that's, you know, beside the point. I I actually got into four-wheeling with a friend and my brother and they were really you know newbies at it but they took me on a trail and i i said and i and i that first trip i said man i gotta do this i gotta get a, a four by so i i went and bought one and um one of those friends <clears throat> took me on a trail that he had done with a local club and, it, and i look back and it was a really easy trail but we still had to air down and now don't skip over what you bought
0: what were you driving
5: uh, it was a uh, 1990 Forerunner, so second gen Forerunner. All right, IFS and uh, 30. And I, I bumped it up from 31s to 32 inch tires, and I, I felt so, you know, <laughs> indestructible. I mean, I was, I thought I was really doing some badass stuff.
1: And now people are rolling around on 40s on their Jeep, and you know, because I remember That's what we have. it was yeah. massive, like. 35s back in the day in the 90s, that was a huge tire. If you had 33s, you were balling. If you had 32s, you you were probably going to go anywhere you wanted to go. Today, it's silly. Yeah.
5: Well, I was going everywhere I wanted to go, I thought. And I, you know, when you air down your tires, you you, you know, you you get all those advantages. One of the downsides, though, is uh, you get back on the road and we were up in the Sierras and uh, I remember. He had a Nissan pickup, of all things, and I had this foreigner, and we uh, got off uh, the trail, and I said, okay, now what do we do? Because my tires are like at 10 psi or 12, and he said, okay, now we go down the road, and we look for a place to air up.
0: <laughs> and I, you know, bad, oh, yeah. bad idea.
1: By the yeah. way, you're on the mountain road and your handling's all sloppy, and your sidewalls are getting worn
5: out. out. No, no,
0: but the, the the cool part the the upside is the sound. <laughs> yeah,
5: <right. laughs> well, and another downside is I these were brand new uh, BFG muds, brand Not new. Not anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. After that, that cupped it so bad Ugh. that for the rest of the life of that tire, it hummed and was always cupped, yeah. especially with an IFS. Well, that's why you
1: put them on the rear axle and do some burnouts, just to even them back out again.
5: <laughs> hey, man, I couldn't afford it. so And that's why I never bought the air system on, on in the market at the time, which was the quick air, right? Remember that little tiny yeah. quick air? Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: I think now they have the quick air, too. What was it? It was not compressed air. What was it?
5: It was a little tiny compressor. Oh, it was. Okay. And, and they sold it at the local uh, 4x4 shop. And uh, I walked in and it was, I think, uh, I think at that time it was still like 260 bucks or somewhere. So it was way more than I could afford. I mean, that's yeah. a fair
1: chunk of change back then.
5: Yeah. Well, whatever it was, even if it was a, a, a $180, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't justify buying I mean, look, this little you, tiny, You're out tiny, there. Tiny you're, you're, he's a
0: bicycle designer. He's right. like scrapping for every penny. Well, and think about, you know, you know a 32 inch
1: flotation tire compared to maybe a 29 or something that, or 30 that would have come on that thing. stock. that's a lot more air volume. And here you have this little aluminum underhood compressor with a, a piston. That's probably about this big mm-hmm. going, you know, right. and it's right. just, you, again, you get to a point where it's 12, 13 minutes and you still have a rear axle to do.
5: And so I, I was, I was just hunting. It was always in the back of my mind. What, what do I do? And so, my my brother was in refrigeration area still is and he was using a co2 bottle for everything he would carry it around he would blow out condensers and 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 all kinds of stuff and he was working at my my mom's furnace or something I go what is that thing and let me check that And he goes oh man i use this for everything and he he showed it to me and i go well i wonder if this will pump on my tires (laughs) so i built one just built my own and uh at that point, it was like, okay, you know, this isn't – I had no clue this was going to be any product that was in my future. It was just – I was just solving a problem that I had, a huge problem I had. So um, I built one, and I, I had so much luck along the way. So one of the pieces of luck that I had was I, I had a great welding uh, gas supplier, and the guy on the counter was really helpful, and he said, hey – He kept bringing all these regulators out from the back, and he goes, okay, this one does this, and this one does that. And he gave me all these different examples, and then I said, okay, that's what I need right there. I chose one, and I made one, and it worked really well, actually, for the day. It worked really well. So I was using it for about a year, and I said, God, I wonder if I could sell these because everybody's got to have the same problem. Just decided, hey, I'll put an ad in four wheel and off road back then, you know, biggest magazine in the, in the country. And it was a little tiny, tiny ad. It was probably and
1: like a I, 16th in the back of the book, right? It was a
5: 16th. So you covered uh, up and, with your, you covered up know, with your thumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, but that was what I could afford. And I, and I, and I said, okay, I'm going, I'm going to invest 10 grand in myself. If it doesn't happen, Within that time, hey, I'll, you know, I, that's something I can afford to pay myself back on. So that's what that's how it started. And how I fast actually, did you
1: get um, any responses from the magazine? Was it pretty quick? It no.
5: Uh, it, it <laughs> nobody probably understood <laughs> it. Right. Like, what it was funny. Thing? So, how, you know, this is back in, in the 90s. So, how, you know, no Internet, uh, no cell phone. Um, and I'm working a day job still. I'm still full time as a as a product designer. What I did was I I came up with this, or I I found this phone, and this pho- Panasonic phone was an answer machine, and it had this really unique feature where if you got a call and somebody left a message, it would automatically dial whatever phone number you put into it and would tell you, essentially tell you, hey, you got some someone called you, you have a message. And so I tied that to a pager. Most people probably there are people listening right now who have (laughs) no idea. What are are all these terms he's talking about?
1: Yeah, this guy was really. I I mean, that's (laughs) not that far past the rotary phone. (laughs) (laughs) I had the answering machine and I had the pager. I I had the pager in high school. Yeah, and then my buddy got a inheritance, moved to Arizona, and bought a pager shop. I don't know why he just every every young guy had a pager shop. So anyway, go out to uh, I think he was in he was in Phoenix and. I he hooked me up and so all the pager people at the time, they you know, were like third party and they would tap into like t or, sure. or any of those, right? Or Pac Bell or whatever. Yo, yo
0: bro, I got that yeah. pager
1: for you. So he hooks <laughs> me up with my very first message pager mm-hmm. that you get is like three lines uh-huh. and uh-huh. you can get the news on it. Oh, because you didn't so you didn't have oh, to write boobs. Right, anymore. And bo- yeah, eight zero zero eight five, right? Oh, or one four three or all the other things dogs. we used to do, right? So, he hooked me up with a lifetime subscription to
0: it and did all this stuff. So, I had, like, the baller pager for a while. So, it was you and all the uh, the loser guys selling pot. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Every pot dealer had a pager. I still remember I bought my first pager
1: at uh, Tommy Lasorda Cellular.
0: Oh, no, (laughs) really? Uh, So, anyway, going back.
1: I just love it. This is, you know, for all of you listening who are, are pretty young. Uh, we used to have the AOL man walk across the screen at the advent yeah. of the internet, and I feel like we should have prefaced this segment
0: with, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> way, way back, Harper, you know, yeah, right. You get the get the fuzzy music or get the f- the fuzzy, yeah. All right, enough with the '90s. <laughs>
1: so the you '90s know, were great, yeah.
5: by the way. If you didn't live through it, you missed out. That's what I'm going to say. You know, things change. Things change. Things change really fast, and so. I was getting these pages while at work and every time I got a page, I'd sneak over to a phone and I would call home and I would check the message and I would write down, jot it down. And sometimes I'd, you know, call the customer back right then and there and I'd get the order if I could. And I'd, um, you know, it was really a tough beginning because this was a, a product that just didn't exist. And so I relied on these early adopters. All Early adopters had to get caught up in my tagline, whatever it was at the time, and understood that this was a something that could solve their problem. And they would buy. But, you know, so it was slow. And I would come home. I would come home every night after work and I would sit in the garage and I would build these things by hand, even though I was buying regulators that the way a certain way, which was really different than all other regulators i still had to take them apart paint the back of the gauges black because i wanted black gauges instead of this gold i had to cut the you know the the brass nut nipple assembly um didn't didn't come in that really short version like we use now um i had to take them to work and sneak into the shop and i'd cut them down on a lathe and then re-tap the threads i did that all at night I'd go to sleep, go work the next day, and every night I would just build these and fulfill an order or two here and there. And uh, the tr- you know UPS truck um, comes to the garage and uh, takes uh, a package here and there. It was a the start of, of, of a business, so it was kind of fun. But I wasn't making money at the time. Um, but it did start to pick up. You know, the, certain things happened that. Again, luck was on my side and certain things happened and it really went my way. One of the things was that the magazines were in California, right? And if I were on the East Coast, I don't think this this business would have worked. I was close proximity to the magazine guys and I actually got – eventually got to meet them and show the product to them.
1: I mean, they're all right. Um, they're okay, guys. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not Who was to, the first uh,
1: magazine guy that answered your call or wanted to engage you on the product? Do you remember?
5: Yeah. Let me back up. Here's here's a critical piece of the whole puzzle. I used to read the magazine. There was only, what, a handful of magazines. Fort Wheeler, Fort and Off-Road, and... Uh, uh, sport Utility.
1: Yeah, four-wheel drive and Sport Utility.
5: In these magazines, I would always see this orange uh, Bronco. You know who it was? Pat Germillion. Oh, yeah. Premier Power and Welder. I, I, I had no clue who this guy was. I just always saw his rigs in the magazines. And I said, so, so I, I found out somehow how to get a hold of him. And I said, hey, I go, hey, I got this new product. And... I have this marketing, this grand marketing proposal for you. I said, I'd like to send you one and have you try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Send it back to me. And I said, but if you do like it and you want to keep it, all you have to do is put it on your rig. And if I ever see your Rig in the magazine and I you, and the power tanks on there. I'll pay you. I can't remember a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, something like that. That's you a know? sweet
0: deal. I'd take that deal. Sure.
5: <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah.
0: He's getting paid to take something for free. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be yeah. all over that if somebody called me today.
5: And it was funny that you know he and so I had no clue who he was. And weeks went by and. No phone call, so I thought, okay, guy's blowing me off. This guy's way too big for me, anyway. So I'll just, you know, forget about that. And all of a sudden, the phone rang, and he said, "Hey, uh, I'm Pat Gramillion. You sent me that that power tank." And I go, "Oh yeah, what do you think of my marketing idea?" And he goes, "Yeah, screw that." (laughs) 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 He goes, uh, "I want to sell the product." He goes, "I've been using it, and I really like it. I want to. I want to know if if I could be your dealer." And I said, sure. So he was my first dealer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm awesome. um, Jan. And by the, the way, noticed, two of the
1: nicest people in off roading.
5: You know, big part of the industry back then. And so they were my first dealer. And I think, well, I know when Pat started using it, it really gained credibility, right? Um, he was my influencer. He was my, you know. Isn't that um, funny
1: how you think of influencers and marketing plans today? versus what they were over 20 years ago and what you had to do today. It's so easy. Send a note from your phone and hope somebody... But I guess today there's so much noise because there's probably a lot of it. Back then,
0: it was a lot more personal, but I think you had a better chance of grabbing somebody's well, there attention. there were far fewer influencers back then. Now, far
4: fewer. You know
0: what? The paradigm is still kind of the same in that when he was reaching out, the, the, the pool was smaller, but yeah. those guys were really important. Now you have literally thousands of quote unquote influencers. Yeah. However, yep. there are there are only a small handful that can sell product. Right. They can actually, when they say, well, guys, I believe in this, that that will trickle through whatever 100%. industry. Yeah. And, and
1: to Steve's credit, Steve had a viable product that was solving a problem. And I think a lot of people get into the entrepreneurial space and we've talked about SEMA Launchpad and we've had a lot of people on who are entrepreneurs and talked about how they started their business. And um, I, I think there's a lot of people who think they can be that person, but either they haven't solved a problem or the product's not viable. It's it's not a business yet. It might
0: be a product, but it's not enough to sustain a business. Well, it's it's kind of cool watching Shark Tank, for example. Sure. Where they, they, they lay it all out. They say, this is a really neat idea, but it doesn't solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a cool, fun invention, but there's no market for it. Y- y- like you said, you did solve a problem. Now, I would guess that if you were on Shark Tank today – None of those guys would understand what you do. They're like off road and and air in your tires and what is this? So you well, you, like you get you get like guys. Robert on the end
1: or Mr. Wonderful <laughs> going. I don't know enough about the space and for that reason I'm out. But somebody out, there, man. somebody there would go. You know what? This is smart.
0: Yeah.
5: So we going back to the magazine. So I would say there were two people. One of them was Trent Riddle. Uh, Trent yeah. Riddle was in uh, what was the four wheel drive and sport utility magazine, and he called and he said hey uh i'm gonna be coming around your area which was san jose at the time and um i would one i was wondering if i could swing by your place and uh uh check out your product and um maybe do a feature i go oh cool he goes, yeah, you can give me a tour. I go, yeah, I'll give you a tour. And, 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 I, I, I'll, and then you started and cleaning he up the garage. Up. I
0: was going to say, did you start, <laughs> no, to, I did, did you start to panic?
5: <laughs> no, I, not at all. I was just kind of laughing. I go, yeah. I go, I don't know who he thinks I am, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll open my garage door for him. <laughs> 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 and, and I didn't know what he would think. You know, I, I did worry a little bit that he just like, oh, oh, God. OK, there you guys, you're nothing. But he didn't. He said hey, this is cool. He goes, I did the same thing. I, I did a business, I did a product and it was in the garage just like this. So he really had a, a lot of empathy for what I was trying to do. And, and he did a full page, you know, just an editor picture, uh picture and, and it was more valuable
1: than advertising. And you couldn't have bought yeah. that full page at that point, right?
5: Yeah. It was all black and white, but it was huge to me. And, and then the second person was, um, Brian Cox. He was my very first I just saw uh, Brian
1: today. He still works for us to this day. Yeah, I, I saw him Brian. over at the show. Yeah. What does he do? He, oh, he's one of our sales guys in the off road group. Okay. Good dude. Good dude.
5: And he's been there for twenty something years. Yeah. Um, but he was one he was my first uh sales rep for the magazines. And he was a Toyota guy, and I was a forerunner Toyota guy. And he, Cole Quinnell, set up the first he started the ultimate adventure yep brian called me th- maybe because he needed more another toyota on this in this group of v8 jeeps and full size trucks and he said, hey, you want to do this thing called Ultimate Adventure? We're going to go through all these different states, and we're going to wheel, and we're going to r- drive, and we're going to wheel and drive, and wheel and drive. And you can't trailer. And you got to bring your own parts. you got to fix yourself. And if you break down, we're going to leave you behind. And <laughs> I get, and I said, yeah, okay. Sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> It
1: does sound awesome. And, and, and it still is. We just celebrated the 20th anniversary of Ultimate Adventure. Uh, if you go to fourwheeler.com, <laughs> those stories are just coming up now. Um, I talked to Vern Simons. Uh, who's from Peterson's Ford and Off-Road. And Vern's going to mm-hmm. come on and talk us through uh, UA and some of his favorite bills that he's been a part of over the years. So we have him in an upcoming show,
0: too. Excellent. Excellent. So you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be able to put a power tank in each of these rigs, I right?
5: No, 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 no. I, no well, then you're a horrible was, marketer. <laughs> exactly. No, I was just going to say that. I knew nothing about marketing. I had no interest in marketing. All I was was a product guy and uh didn't see this as any opportunity to improve the business i mean i just i thought okay you know um it might be cool to meet the guys in this group and and it should and it sounds really fun yeah i packed my forerunner with god a thousand pounds of parts i mean i had a, a power extra power steering pump i mean the way they described it cole the very first uh run uh ultimate Adventure, cole, Recommended that everybody have two spare tires. Oh and <laughs> I gosh. thought, holy crap, what are we going to be dragged through? <laughs> so I, I packed all these parts and all these hoses and everything and took off and uh, went and did all these cool trails. You know, we went, what, through Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Colorado. But tell uh, me,
0: what was the reaction to the other guys when you whip out the power tank? You know...
5: No one's paying attention. Oh, really? You know, every, everybody, you know, we, it's a really fast-paced thing. You get up in the morning, and you got to get your ass ready because um, you have a meeting, and then once the meeting's done... Driver meeting! Yeah, you start. <laughs> you start your motor, and you go, and then in the evenings, it's like everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and then you go to eat, and you find a, a hotel room or something if you can, and then... I mean it was just go 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 I remember as I as I remember it. And plus I had a dog with me so I had to take care of the dog, make sure the dog was okay. That it wasn't about showing off. I mean I I even to this day I really have a hard time showing off the product. Um it could I don't know it's it's uh it's easier for me now but back in the, back in the day yeah, I'm, I'm not a marketer.
1: I don't um, know. I, I've seen your uh, your booth grow over the years. And I was at Off-Road Expo over the weekend and spent some time. And just to get a few minutes to talk to you uh, to confirm our show this week and get a quick picture, you had plenty of people who were asking you questions, yeah. <laughs> looking at all the goods. So I, I, I wouldn't sell myself short if I were you.
5: Well, you know, I learned I, – I fortunately, I learned – trade show stuff, booth stuff from, um, uh, the bike companies that I worked for. Cause we were, I was always, um, part of, um, building and designing the trade show booths. And then industrial design is a, a big, part of it is, is marketing. And so you work with marketing people, you work with engineers. Yeah. I learned a lot from these people. They, these, these are top notch people. One of the marketing people I worked with was from Nike, um, for years, a few years back Um, What do they know about marketing? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, right, right. (laughs) What did they uh, explain to you, Steve? Like what – how do they say like here's how you bring this thing to market. Here's how – you went on Ultimate Adventure and you're like – Or were you just learning by observation? Or, I mean, they must have given you some key points. Like here's how you get this out to the public because you had a little – a little sprinkle in the magazines. You had a little sprinkle here, but none of this sounds like it's become a business yet. And yet you have a really viable product.
5: I never had a sales department. It was all incoming calls. It was just people calling and ordering the product. I always told people, uh, you know, I need to find, I need to find a salesman. I need to hire a salesman. And we, we never really had a, a full blown, even, even, you know, in the later years, we never really had a full blown sales department or an outside sales rep or anything like that. We dabbled with outside sales marketing companies, but they, they, they never really produced much. It was, we, we've been just lucky enough to survive on just people calling us. I mean, it's so, it sounds so ridiculous, but even all, all of our sponsored drivers, you know, we got like Shannon Campbell and Eric Miller, all the top ultra four guys, they called us and said, "Hey, we want want to know if you, you know, we can get your product and um, and use it in our and in let our them team mar- let
1: them market it for you, right? Because they're already high visibility. And when you can get somebody like that that wants your product, I mean, that's that's got to be the best situation, right?
5: It is, but they they don't market it for you, and and so I was spending. You know, yeah, not a whole lot of money. Like Shannon was the biggest one, right? Shannon Campbell and on the, the Campbell family. And unless you use their images and their brand, you get really nothing from them. They just allow you to use their
1: oh, interesting, okay, uh, brand, yeah.
5: And and so because I never had a professional marketing company like following them, taking photos and stuff, um, we never really took advantage of that much. Now we do, we do it much better now because I have uh, a a true marketing manager um, that understands the importance of all this. Um, But for years, you know, first 15 years, we just kind of went along, did as much cool product design as we could. And we just threw it out there and people bought it. And some, some, uh, some products didn't go so well. So we'd kill those and move on, move on.
1: Well, you guys have a pretty extensive lineup today, and um, why don't you walk us through... I'm I'm curious, because I've been a Power Tank user for you know 20 years now, and I've had them on everything. You even gave me color-matching bottles. My I had a yellow one on my old yellow flat fender. Uh, I had one in the bed of my old Ranger long-travel 4x4 truck. Uh, we've built SEMA projects, like the, the 2010 4Runner that we did Overland-style that had Power Tank in the back. By the way, we did that in... 2009, and it's funny to see all the 4runner mm-hmm. guys go, oh, overlanding mm-hmm. today, and we yeah. did it back mm-hmm. in nine, right? <laughs> but we've done all sorts of projects, even my my JK today, and hopefully my JL in a couple months, we'll have uh, we'll have the power tank. I love it. I mean, you know, you can fill up a 40 inch tire in less than a minute, right? And and for me, uh, uh, you know, people always ask how long does it last, and I've got a 10 pound tank. I usually air down to 12 or 15 on 37s. I usually get three or four trips out of it. It's perfect. And um, where do you fill up? For me, I'm lucky, like Steve was, I have a great um, uh, welding shop near my house. And so I just take the mm-hmm. bottle, in and then they know me. And they're like, oh, time to fill it up. Got a new yeah, trip coming up. Go. So I've got, a, I've got two bottles. I've got one in what Steve calls a speed bag, and I've got one hard-mounted to the Jeep, and I just swap them out. And so when we do over the year next week or in two weeks, we'll bring the power tank with us, so that way we can adjust any tire pressure on the, uh, on the trail mm-hmm. or on the trailer. Or any of those things, and I've got the one hard
0: mounted, and when one's empty, I just swap it out and then go get them filled. So, so I, I I want to know if if I'm new to this, and uh, what what do I buy? What do I start with? Right? And and tell me about the safety involved. I mean, is there any dangers? Could they explode? Or
5: yeah, so that's the neat thing about CO two. In fact, uh, the last show, um, my um, marketing guy said that he had a, he got a question from one of these guys, and we always get these guys at all the shows. They say, "Well, you should be using." Uh, nitrogen, because you you know you're, t- you're comparing a vol- it, we tell we tell people you need three bottles of nitrogen to equal the usable energy of one bottle of CO2. That's one huge advantage. The other advantage is nitrogen is when you fill it, you're over 2,000 psi, which is you know relative terms, it's a pretty decent amount of energy ready to go off at once. And uh, CO2 sits at about under a thousand. So despite the higher volume, you're at a a much lower bottle pressure. Um, And there's always, it's all these safety features built in, not by us, but by the compressed gas association, CGA and DOT. Um, Yeah. You've got like the
1: regulator that has the little brass blow off valve in case something gets too. uh, uh,
5: Well, some of them don't ours does, but a lot of them don't Uh, ours actually has a, a different design where it actually does have a, a high pressure or, or a, pressure release valve built into it a lot of old style which is majority of regulators out there diaphragm style uh regulators they they have a diaphragm that that'll blow or something and that's i guess it's kind of their safety uh it's just very 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 archaic very crude but it works well uh when you're pushing beer out of uh uh, you know (laughs) okay Yeah, I guess and, that would be what pe-
1: most people are used to CO2 would be for soda machines or, or kegerators, right? Like that would probably be yep. the, the thing that they would most be familiar with.
5: That's, uh, you know, 99% of it. And then, you know, you can use straight CO2, I do, for MIG welding. So all those regulators, though, are very low flow, low pressure. So people try to use other types of regulators from different gases on their CO2 bottle and uh, don't understand that. Regulators have two specs. It's pressure, so you can get a high pressure regulator, but it's hard to find a high pressure, high flow rate. Flow rate is the key. The flow rate is what airs your tires up fast and um, runs air tools, and doesn't. You know, and certain you have to do certain things to make sure that the regulators don't freeze, clog, or fro- freeze open. You know, that was another issue with. I was talking to a customer today, and he said, yeah, I got this so-and-so regulator from so-and-so, and and it was a preset, and it actually froze open. That sounds bad. Which is dangerous. Yeah, because now you're letting high pressure straight from the bottle into your hose, and the hose is not made for those bottle pressures. That's what the regulator is supposed to do is drop that pressure. So you push it too hard. You push these regulators too hard, and they don't like it. Ours – is made for it. It's specifically made for it. It doesn't push beer uh, uh, beer pressures very well. It doesn't work very well for a MIG welder.
1: And you're talking about your super flow regulator, right?
5: Yeah. Well, we, we call all of our regulators super flow, and it's just the kind of the technology that they all share. And then we do have... You know, different pressure ratings and different, and some that go on different type of valves, but... Uh, and
1: the reason you would have that is because not only can you fill tires, but you alluded to it earlier, you can use your air tank to power air tools. You can use it to power your air lockers if you mm-hmm. want to do engagement without having an air compressor on board. People will do that with mm-hmm. the, with a the power tank. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get even you guys even do have nitrogen bottles for like shock rebuilds and stuff like that. So you you do dabble in that. Although CO two is the you know obviously the better choice when it comes to a portability of a of a liquefied gas and doing tires. Right. Well, talk right.
0: talk me through the smallest bottle to the largest <laughs> bottle and what application so, it would be if I'm just going wheeling on an occasional Saturday. Let's do this. Let's that here. Let's
1: make it easy. Okay. Jay just went out and he bought a, a, a JL a regular, and he's got mm-hmm. 35 inch tires and mm-hmm. he's a weekend warrior. And he has, you know, the need to air down when he goes wheeling to go where his buddies on forties can go. And uh, <laughs> where would he start? What would you recommend for him?
5: I'd probably recommend the PT or that what a uh, 10 pounder. So, the bottle sizes go by pounds and that's, that goes by the weight of the, the CO2 that gets, it get it gets filled into it. So we have fives, tens, 15, and 20 pounders, 10 pounders are re- the most popular size. And we up to a 35 inch tire. We say you're good with a 10 pounder. You can consider a 15. You have a JL. We do have brackets that you can put a PT 15 in. If you can fit, the larger tank, I always recommend going with the larger one because you're going to make fewer trips back to get it refilled. You're going to get more air on any given trip. People are usually happier when they're making making fewer trips to get it refilled. Got it. Um, there's the other way is you can do a ten, and we do a, call a rotation system. You get a ten which is which fits really well in the jail roll bar, and then you have a spare tank. You have a, a second tank. The Holman method, the as I like to call it. There, go. okay, that's, that's the Sasaki method too. And, <laughs> and if I if I'm down to two pounds, and I'm and and someone says, hey, let's go out this weekend, and I run 40s now, and it's like, oh shoot, all right, I'll grab the other one. It's brand new, it's full, or I'll throw it in the Jeep. I'll use the last t- two pounds, and I'll switch bottles out. So now I'm using all my CO two. Otherwise, when you get a CO two bottle filled, um, refilled. If you have any CO2 in that bottle left, they will dump it because they have to. They have to start the scale with an empty bottle. So mm-hmm. if you have two pounds in there, it's it's gone. It's yeah. Being so dumped. that
1: so the way I do it is if I know I'm getting low, I'll go fill up my buddy's tires first. I'm like, oh, I'm out, and then I go grab my fresh bottle for me. Do you walk around the garage filling every bicycle tire and the wife's tires? No, actually, I do use it on my mountain bike tires because it's super easy. Um, But what's cool is uh, they have a long ass hose where I can leave the power tank mounted to my roll bar in the back in the cargo area of my JK, and I can reach all four tires without dismounting it, and I can operate everything from – Leaving it right where it is. So the only time I ever remove the bottle is either to fill it or I'm taking it with me on you know, a trip in a different truck like maybe
0: one of my long-term vehicles right. or something. So a couple questions here. I'm on powertank.com, which is where, of course, you can buy online. And you're you're sold at hundreds of shops all around the country. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm on powertank.com and I'm suffering from the sticker shock of $516 for the, mm-hmm. the, the PT-10, I scroll down, though, and I thought, I can't afford that. And then I bite my tongue and I realize you take payments. I can make payments on this darn yeah, thing.
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's and, and, something we didn't have in 1997. What? <laughs> so 516
0: dollars. What, what? It's it's an it's an air tank. So I want you it's, to explain to me the tech behind the tech that warrants that price tag.
5: Well, the regulator. Everything is lifetime warranty except for anything that's a plastic part. The hose is plastic, and the tank boot, the part piece in the bottom of the tank that's plastic so those have a limited uh, you know like a two-year on the hose and the uh, tank but everything else is lifetime if anything breaks uh, or fails we'll either repair or replace it so it should be the last air system you'll ever buy there's no complicated uh, installation uh, like compressors but it's it's all about that regulator. that's the heart of the whole thing but a lot of things that that are hidden, and I see that I show, I sh- I talk to people, and I show people at every show. I say, so, so you've seen the other brand over there on the other side of the hall, right? And now the, look at. By this. the way,
1: that's the brand that ripped off the original, and I'm not ashamed to say. I won't, tell, I won't say which which brand, but there there's an original, and we're talking to them right now.
5: Uh, and, you know, one of them. One, that's one. That's one of the copies. And I'll, I'll show them. I'll say, see this hose. This hose is made for us for this purpose. It's, it's not the same durometer, even though it looks like a, the one in Home Depot. It's a higher durometer for higher burst pressure. Things like this, the swivel. I said that, that we want swivels at both ends of the hoses. I worked for years to try to find this. But the swivel had to be rated for the same rating burst pressure as the hose, which is 1,200 PSI. And the guy I was working with said it's impossible. It doesn't exist. I had to find this. So those little parts all along the way cost us more money, but it makes the product work better. Um, Down to the chuck that goes onto the stem of the wheel. There's a lot of copycats out there, but there's only one that really works. It's more expensive um, and it's rebuildable. um, And that's the one we want. And so that's what we spec. And if you can afford it, you're going to be happier, and if you can't, that, that that's fine. I mean, tr- choose something that's in your budget. No, no, and- choose something that's out of your budget and use Affirm
0: and make payments. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on, it's 2019.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, we'll sell you later. You know, we'll sell you something later.
1: I, I, I will tell you, uh, I've you seen. Get more
5: into the 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 sport.
1: I've seen the competitors' product. And it flat out isn't as good. The quality is not as good. The thought that's gone into it isn't as good. Uh, If you look at a power tank today, uh, if you haven't used one in a long time, there's a ton of changes, whether they're cosmetic with a whole bunch of different coatings and colors to match your rig, um, to the different handles, to cast versus billet versus different knobs. The regulator is completely different. The quality of the hoses. One of the things they added that I love on mine is one of my favorite things. And it seems like such a silly thing, but this goes to... The the point that Steve has said, we've thought about it, we've made it better. There is a braided hose that comes out of the regulator now. So, before you would plug your air hose in and you would stretch it around the vehicle and you would go fill up your front right tire if you know and you're at the furthest away from the tank and you would kink the hose at the regulator and you would could potentially damage something at the coupling or you could kink the hose to where you don't have as much flow. Now they have this extension that sticks down that makes it so when you are extending the hose, there's a nice subtle curve that comes out of the regulator so nothing gets kinked. I mean, little touches like that are huge. Right.
5: right. You know, it's just understanding. And and we worked so hard to try to to design a, a coupler. It's something as simple as a coupler. Look at the difference in our couplers and the competitors. Ours isn't off the shelf. We have to design something that... You know, if you look inside, all the hidden things like that's an eight-ball security coupler. Normally, couplers come with maybe four. If you get in your, if you get an expensive one, it'll have six. Um, but for high pressure, we can actually fit eight little ball bearings in there. So we do, and it's fully aluminum because construction guys are lifting it all day long. But uh, it will freeze, and so when you're pulling on a coupler sideways, it's not good for it. And so, we've, yeah, that, that thing that uh, Sean's talking about is a – it's called a, a stiffy. We call it a stiffy, and it's <laughs> essentially a, a piece of a steel-braided line. And now, it, it, no matter what direction you pull the hose, the stiffy follows that direction, and, and now the coupler is aligned With the hose, which is the way it's... Lightning used to have a stiffy, but in his old age, (laughs) no
0: matter how he pulls it, it just isn't the same. How (laughs) dare you, Mother Trucker. Hey, all right, so here's what I'm buying, first thing. All right. I am buying the Switch Hitter 0 to 160 PSI tire inflator with quick switch chucks. So that's 10 times fast. Because I am sick and tired of all of my gauges dying I have gone through Do so you? many tire gauges. Oh. I cannot by the way, stand it. Power tanks gauges are awesome and calibrated. I know I'm staring at. And it by the way, Rugged Eyes, too. They're in a plastic and a rubberized like cover, so you and can drop liquid. them. it's liquid. It's a liquid yeah. analog. It is. I can I buy this? And can I get a discount code? Can we give a <laughs> discount code to our listeners for anything on the site? I'm putting them on the spot. <laughs> I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna I buy have. you some time. I'm gonna hum. <laughs> and Steve, I'm gonna have you write down a discount code that we're gonna give out to our listeners. <laughs> 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 I have one. Hang on, hang <laughs> on. <laughs> you
5: serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, we'll, we'll promote it. I'm
0: absolutely dead serious. I gotta
5: get it off my phone.
0: All right. <laughs> 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 No, shouldn't it be the Jeopardy? Thing? Why are you doing? Doo-doo? Why would it be Jeopardy? We're not know. asking like a stumper question. <laughs> well,
1: why not? Why isn't it a uh, like a drum roll?
0: I don't. Oh, Tiffany Is it gonna be like? Is this major news? And, and your, your Power st- Tank discount code is
5: Steve10. 10.
0: Steve10. 10. 10. Steve10 10 at PowerTank.com. Steve10. Well, that's super easy to remember. See, because his name is Steve Sasaki, you get Yes. Uh huh. Founder, owner. And I'm guessing president. that's uh, 10% off?
1: It is. 10% off for our Truck Show podcast listeners from Steve Sasaki at PowerTank. We're yeah. grateful. Listen to that. <laughs> I heard that you can fit a power tank with your deck system in your Nissan Titan.
0: <laughs> well, you're <laughs> wrapping all of our sponsors together. Well, just trying to put everybody I in see one, that. Right? one big. Well, he's uh, not a family. sponsor yet, but maybe he will be if we deliver.
1: Well, yeah. All right. So everybody, make sure you buy lots of stuff from Steve so that he'll still be our friend.
0: All right. So enter Steve10 <laughs> at checkout at PowerTank.com. Right. Even if you're buying, uh, you know, a tire gauge. Which, by the way, Anything. are the best tire gauges Anything. out there. And I'm dead serious I'm going to buy one of these. So I'm going to actually use that code.
5: You know, talking about tire inflators, we're, we're the only ones that actually make them in-house in the U.S. And so it, they're not all U.S. parts, but we have to do that because we have up to 400 PSI in one of our regulators going into a tire inflator. And most of them just don't like that kind of pressure going into it. Um, and, uh, so there is a difference, hmm. you know, there, let me decide, though. Wait, yeah. let
0: me, let me decide Harbor Freight, yeah,
5: Power right. Tank. Yeah. Harbor Freight, Power <laughs> Tank. <laughs> so
1: what, one last question for you, Steve, if I were to look at your prototype power tank from 20 years ago and then look at a power tank today, what are all the differences? Because if you go on your, on the website, you've got a, a graphic that talks about, you know, all the things <laughs> that come on a power tank, but what, what, what would those two uh, pieces look, look like today?
5: Oh god! Uh, no paint on the bottles. Uh, the uh, the handle was a really tough thing to make, and it was a, a single piece of uh, of three quarter rod and uh, sixty sixty one, and with bends, you know, all these different bends, and it had to end up in a straight handle. Um, super difficult to to make because one thing is we were told. Um, they have over 90 bends, and all these these benders would say, "You can't do over 90, dude. You can't do an over 90 bend." <laughs> and we had to we had to find a guy that said, "Ah, let me figure it out. I'll, okay, I'll do it." And I love the uh, one guy
0: that told him, "Dude, I told you, you can't bend. <laughs> you can't do it. He's, he asked, dude,
5: comma, you can't bend over 90." And he's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. gonna do it now." <laughs> but, you know, everything is – it's got – it's so different. I mean, the, if you look at the, the first decal, the, de, the first decal was like as long as your oh, middle finger. I mean, it was a small little decal and uh, – It was like you were bashful. no man whip it out
0: show everybody you know come on now it's the best product on the market well he does have something called a stiffy so (laughs) yes he does maybe we should wrap it up there I don't know All right. well
1: if you want to check out Powertank powertank.com use steve10 common spelling I don't know how else you would spell steve but uh, steve10 at checkout for a 10% discount for all of our truck show podcast listeners and then also uh, on Instagram they have a pretty cool Instagram account at powertank
5: yes right on
0: dude first off Congrats on the success. Thank you for making a bitchin' product, and thank you for coming on the show.
5: Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right, brother. Talk, Talk to you soon. soon. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Homan, I got a question. Uh, are you wearing your uh, sequined dance boots? Nope, but I got my sequined uh, chonies on. Oh, God. I, can't, <laughs> I don't, can't get that out of my mind now. <laughs> you emailed Yeah. Seriously, chonies. All I could think about was like <laughs> like the disco
1: ball. Like if you had a flashlight, my chonies would be reflecting little dots of light all over our studio.
0: You email, proofread. Ah. I email, send it. We email, click it. Everybody email. Sequin chonies. They're playing the rock <laughs> they tonight. They are. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yep, it's true.
1: They're opening up for disco nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you uh, do you remember our long lost friend Tim Allen? Uh, was he he's long lost? Well, I mean, one of our very first listeners. He's been busy. Hasn't emailed us in a
0: while. Ah, you're right. Come to come think of it, that's right. our ant farm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he sent us socks. He sent us socks. One. Are they pair? nicer than the Toyo socks we got? Pickup truck socks. Let me see. <gasps> <laughs> oh, those are so rad, dude! Awesome? With a little red pickup says yeah. "pickup truck socks." Till death do us part. Is this pair for me? Yeah, we no sent each way. of us. No dude, yeah. Tim. All right, and he also sent Thank us. Thank you. These are made by Blue Q. He also sent us this wow. uh, nicely framed. What is and that? Wrapped. Well, it's it's sto- wrapped in foam, and I see a letter inside. So there's a kind story
1: of a, behind it. What? There's a story behind it, which is pretty cool. So, we'll all right, so there.
0: it's uh, covered in foam uh, packing wrap. Yeah. And uh don't 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 tear that. Oh, hold on. There's like packing tape on that note.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. I
0: see. Yeah, just peel that off. There we go. All right. There we go. go. There right. we go. We got it. We got it. So there's a
1: story behind it. Um I I will He he wrote a lot of stuff, so we can't cover it all here, but it says CarQuest presents the 19th annual Dakar show a benefit for the Easter Seals uh, of Hawaii. So this is a framed poster for an event yeah october uh, 18 inches tall 11 through 13th 1996 and if you notice nissan is one of the sponsors along with easter seals budweiser hawaii's finest and longest running car truck and motorcycle show Budweiser, Mister Car Show, Bikini Contest, Little Miss and Master Contest, Mister Silver Fox Search, Motorcycle Room. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: stop there, Mister Silver Fox yeah.
1: Search, Motorcycle Room. Hey, equal opportunity here. Model Car Contest, Arm Wrestling, and Great
0: Entertainment. This is of This is what year again? Uh, this is 1996. That looks like it's a poster from the 70s. Uh, it's, it's, it's very it's retro. Only th- it's
1: only three colors. Well, it's not retro. Yeah. It's it's no, but I think at is. that point they made it kind of retro. So he sent us a story behind it that, that came from a, a newspaper or something. Um, but you and I will share that off the air just cause But I it's, don't
0: really do- What's- Can you give me a synopsis of why that Hawaiian car show is
1: Yeah. So, so I'll start with- uh, Tim sent us this long uh, email. He says, Lightning and Holman, congratulations on that great sponsorship backing your podcast and happy 50th episode. What? gosh, what? Because yeah, it's been that long since I've been trying to get this off to you guys. Being a little too OCD pertaining to the fear of having a fragile package damage certainly has had something to do with it. Sometimes since you made your first sponsorship announcements, I remember that I had a few neat treasures around from when I was more directly involved with the community of automotive. The socks, they're just for fun. But figure a truck guy has got to have his truck socks. There's a pair for each of you, so make sure to enjoy them on trips away from the warmth or when the cool AC hits the California studio. He says the frame poster, there are actually several inside the frame along with one visible. Please share them if you wish with others that may appreciate him. He talks about how um, he was in the military, he's in the Navy, uh, and he got assigned to uh, Pearl Harbor, and he was involved in this this car show. He says... uh, He said he helped represent the 19th annual Hawaii's Easter Seal Society's Dakar Show on behalf of the Aloha Mustang and Shelby Club of Hawaii. The show is very similar to what you might find at Autorama, if you're familiar with Autorama. Mm -hmm. He says each contributing Hawaiian car club that had been allowed a booth with up to four cars could be displayed at that show in 96. He goes on to talk about his Mustang car club, and during that time he says he learned how neat and cool it was to be a part of that car show, and it seemed for the average car guy or girl who wanted to participate uh, as an independent non-affiliate of a sponsoring club, the waitlist was several years to be considered for entry. No kidding. So he says, the key here and why I send this your way is because of the sponsorship. It took the support of sponsors to help make that show happen, to grow. Each and every year, you'll see that Nissan was on the short list. So basically kind of walked us through, hey, you know, I, I get what you guys are doing. Congrats on getting your sponsorship. Reminds me when I was in automotive and how sponsorship launched this passion project of
0: mine. So just super cool for the wow. socks and for the poster. It's like full circle right there. Yeah, right? Isn't that awesome? So Nissan really meant a lot to him. That was the yeah, impetus right. of sending this to us. Yeah, isn't that very cool? Wow. I and mean, it was motorcycles, it was cars, it was trucks, it was it was everything. So, but it shows that Nissan had the vision. Yeah, you know, even, way even, back then, even back then, they were yeah, they're supporting uh, enthusiasts. supporting enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. So just kind of cool. Thank so you, Tim, Tim,
1: thanks so much for that. We'll uh, we're gonna take a picture with it and we'll uh, throw it up on our Instagram.
0: All right, this one's from. Uh, it looks like uh, it's it's not Michael. Is that was is would this be Michael or is it Mikhail? Right here. Oh, Mikhail? McHale? I oh, yeah. think it might be McHale. Thoughts from an Oki is the subject line. Hey, Lightning at Home, and Holman, I have a couple of thoughts. What if that parameter lighting girl is the mounted parameter girl with her new job? What? I don't understand. Is there is there a commercial on TV right now with a, uh, I don't know. a parameter lighting girl? Are we missing this one? Are we missing the joke or in the context of this mounted one? Mounted parameter. Huh. He's talking about... <laughs> I'm sure people are lighting us up right now. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're like, pounding on the dashboard. You brought it up two Have episodes you ago. You, if you no. watch Sunday football, you right. know exactly what he was talking about. I, that yeah. commercial for whatever. He says, also, the 5.7 Olds Diesel was available in pickups, just not very many of them. I believe around 78 to oh, okay. 81. right, right. there. Also, here is a pic of my 10-year-old helping me pull the old... 307 out of his truck nice is that a no. C10 so the 10 year old is in a John Deere, Deere tractor, tractor and he's uh, using got a the bucket to sh- pull, pull, yeah. with a chain on it yeah to, to pull, pull the, the engine out that's a that's a bitchin' photo so. one of these
1: days I got you know I, I know that there's a lot of usage rights and all this stuff we gotta be careful of but I I, I want to sh- share some of these photos people have sent us but I want to do it with their permission so one of these days, I'll email people back and
0: go, hey. I, I can tell you for certain that if you email us with the photo with the intent of sharing it, we can do we that. We can do that. As long as we say, courtesy so-and-so. Yeah. All right. Well, when you I go, just read an article this morning go, about All right. It. So how about this?
1: Going forward, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, If you send us something and you want us to uh, to post it, just put your Instagram handle on there. And that way we can give oh, you credit. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. How's that work? Sure. It like works. That. Yep. Uh, all right. We've got one here from uh, ooh, our friend Steven Watson from Off-Road Design. Who I keep saying we got to get on the show, but we haven't gotten on the show yet. So uh, it's your bad. Steve, I know. Steve and I, we got to hook up. We got to hook up. He says, Hey guys, I'm working through episode 87, which does seem to suck less than average so far. <laughs> <laughs> he says the Fall Guy truck stuff was cool, but I feel like a Do giant- Do you think he's
0: keeping an average? Like he's, yeah, he's well, got for some sure. kind of a, a chart that he's got. Yeah. He's like, hey, Both yeah. of his sums are like, oh, let me move that chart around a little more suckage so sh- this show yeah. right
1: here. Well, hopefully there's a, a, a curve or something or it all evens out. I don't or know. is it
0: a sound effect that he hears, which is, whoo-
1: no, no, he hears it's, it's his, it's his uh, radio being turned off. He's oh, like, is that yeah, it? I'm on to something Oh, it's not, else.
0: it's not. like a Richter scale where it's going <laughs> off. You know, well, I mean, it, it is for it, us. It, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He says, uh, let's see, uh, but I feel like a giant elephant in the room hasn't been mentioned regarding the diesel emissions compliance enforcement. The bigger problem here is that the EPA is targeting non-road vehicles for emissions compliance. As everyone knows, modified street vehicles are the backbone of racing at every level. Uh, Peter talked about this a little bit. and have been since racing motor vehicles began. When race vehicles have to run a fully compliant emission system, we're going to have problems. That hobby stock car you're running at the local Circle Track? Yep, got to have cats. EVAP system, EGR, and don't think about non-compliant set of headers. That 1,500-horsepower pulling truck? Where's your DPF? What are they going to do about NASCAR? A Camry with a V8? Nope, shut it down. And yes, I know NASCAR doesn't actually start with a car, but but where does the EPA draw the line? Those are clearly holes in the system, but if there's a rule, you have to look at what happens if they actually enforce it. I believe that all this is addressed with the RPM Act that SEMA has been pushing for the last year or two. So more consumer side pressure on some legislators is what we need to get this passed and put some of this crap behind us. Maybe you guys, Jaboobly and Holdman, <laughs> can raise some awareness. On the street diesel truck side, the big
0: problem I've seen is that truck fires a been- How <laughs> dare you, my friend. You can tell Stephen listens. Yes, he does. Do uh, not say i seen. <laughs> it's I saw uh, or I have seen.
1: He says, have been saddled with emission systems that are not developed to last like the rest of the truck. We have lots of small touchy things that cause major problems with the function of the truck, and even when they're working, they don't do anything to help performance and longevity. Not too hard to see how a guy with an out-of-warranty emission system that needs a few thousand dollars in repairs is going to look at just getting rid of it. All the systems are getting better, but not fast enough to outrun the reputation. The other extreme case I personally hate are the diesel douches that are actually a highway visible hazard for smoking out a four-lane highway.
0: Why even create Dude, that, too? saw one today. Yep. Saw one today. In, in California. In Southern California yeah. on the 605 freeway and if, through Whittier and with- the you. With a stack yeah. out of his bed. Yeah. Was it California plate? California plate. Yeah. And I thought, you Ooh. are waving that yeah. giant red well, flag in, in front of Well, and in two years bowl. when he
1: has to get it smogged, he's going to have a big old ugly
0: problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not a good idea.
1: says, why even create that tune, and how could the EPA not address this? I don't feel bad about that guy getting shut down, and I'm a bit pissed at him because we could have all stayed under the radar a lot longer with a little bit of brain power applied. The big point here is that we first need to get the EPA away from racing to start with and then continue working on making diesels the reliable anvil like machines are supposed to be and keep them clean. Heck, maybe someone will come out with some aftermarket fixes for crappy emissions control systems.
0: Thanks for a couple of entertaining commutes this week. Stephen Watson. Oh, uh, I actually enjoyed that email. Yeah, was a great email. Thanks, Steven. This one is titled Diesel Pump Handles from Dan. Hey, Lightning and Holman, I've been an avid listener since episode three. Nice. Wow. Holman, I... Do you I've... think he ever went back and listened to one and two? I know. Well, I <laughs> I probably... Just say the beginning. I Otherwise, we have to ask questions. No, because he probably thought this one was shaky at best, <laughs> yeah. so he's like, I don't want to risk it. I don't it. want to go back. Yeah, I don't want- <laughs> you, already, you know what? You got a little dog do on your shoe. You don't want to take a step back because there might be the whole clump of it. Yeah. Right? If you just
1: move forward. You're not sure if those are really your parents.
0: You get the DNA test, and now you know for just <laughs> yeah. that, one of those. Exactly. Yeah. I appreciate – oh, he says sorry. Holman, I appreciate your insights on the automotive industry and Jabuble. I've been a fan of your jingles since the first time I heard them. Yeah, buddy! Since listening to your podcast, I've started uh, encouraging friends and family to test drive Nissans. Wow, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of trucks, I have an LMM-swapped 08 Suburban with a 3.4-liter-swapped 85 4Runner. Cool. Nice. That's pretty badass. And now for the part of my email that I'm so embarrassed about. Uh Uh-oh. Are we in trouble? Not even my brothers know. What do you think this is going to be? Oh. I don't know. Well, he's in trouble, not us. All right. All right. Recently, I took my wife and children to Paris for vacation. Oh, he's a baller. I see.
4: <laughs>
0: we relied mostly on public transportation except for the day that we toured the countryside. It was late. I was tired. Everything was in a foreign language, and I needed to fuel up our little diesel rental car. <laughs> I, grabbed, I grabbed one of three green handles and while it was filling oh no thought how interesting that europe had multiple grades of diesel Oh. When I finally saw the yellow handle marked diesel, oh. I had filled the tank nearly full of gasoline. Yeah.
1: Whomp, 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 whomp.
0: Moral of the story, you can't trust the handle color. That's right. And rental insurance is a lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> Keep oh. up the great work in five stars, Dan. Oh, and thank you very much for listening, sus. Dan. Hopefully uh, that didn't ruin your vacation, and we really, really, yeah, exactly. And really appreciate the uh, the five star uh, review. We don't say it enough these days. Last couple episodes, we haven't mentioned reviews, but thank you so much for going on iTunes and giving us a rating. And if you if you leave a comment, that means a lot because people do read them before they decide to subscribe. Yeah, and please subscribe. Tell a friend. If everybody who's listening to the
1: show right now gets one other person to listen, dude. We We're might have eight, we might have eight listeners. Well that would be a <laughs> lot. <laughs> All right, here's one from Wes Van Pelt says, finally something worth emailing, y'all. Hey, Lightning and Holman, I'm a trucker and a classic truck fanatic. I found the TSP about six or eight weeks ago I've been binge listening to catch up and finally have. Unfortunately I'm a Google Podcast listener or else I'd give you five stars. I think that Google is going to be allowing uh, ratings coming up. I was at Podcast Movement, and they were uh, making some tweaks to their podcasting platform.
0: I hope you're right. And here's the – so the other day I went to go share our link with somebody, Uh and I just Googled it. And and it's strange. Uh, Let's say, I don't know, 25, 30 episodes ago, I Googled it, and I got the Libsyn link. I got the uh, Apple link and whatever. Now, when you Google it, you get an embedded player in Google. Do you you realize that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're making huge strides with – The only problem is – you can only play it if you have the Google Play app. So what it does oh, it, is- It ports you out over to the It ports app. you out. Yeah. Now, but it looks, it teases yeah. you because yeah. it's got our photo, it's got the play button yeah. and everything right there in the Google search. Uh, anyway, he says, my favorite segments to date have been the fruitcake
1: episode. <laughs> oh man, if you haven't heard the fruitcake episode, please uh, please go back. What I, is it?
0: Like episode 30-ish? 25-ish? Uh, almost, something like gosh, that? Gosh, almost a year ago now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all I know
0: is we because it was all bad. It, it was, was Wendy bad. from Nissan. Yeah.
1: She brought fruit
0: fruitcakes. We were yeah. covered in several, ants.
1: Several years old. Yeah, and we was, were crying. It was the whole thing was a mess. The 500th meetup because of the international harvester content and any of the ones with Emmy. Keep up the good work and monitoring those parameters. Oh wait, I wasn't ready. So he says, uh, now to the real reason I finally got around to emailing y'all. As I was walking out of the movies with my wife last night in Southern Virginia, I noticed a truck parked beside us wasn't a Toyota I had ever seen before. I wonder what movie he saw. I'm. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I really
0: do. I'm an IH guy with an IH tat. Oh, he's your guy that has a brand tat on him. Wow. I lo- we Did we ask uh, for that? Because I really want to see pictures of uh, uh, truck tattoos. Yeah, and send International Harvester has got
1: to be a rare one. He says, and a Ford guy, but no Ford tat. But I knew this truck was something special and out of place. Then I noticed the badging. What the truck? What the truck? Was a Hilux doing in the mountains of Virginia? Still don't know the answer, but I snapped some pics and figured you might be interested in seeing one in the wild. Wow. So. There aren't many here. But if you think about it, what's in Virginia? I, uh, caves. Special, I don't know. Special what's... services, CIA, things like that. Okay. I know the U.S. government owns quite a bit of them. There's contractors who use them overseas. Okay. Uh, so maybe it was something with the military or the
0: government? Hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, wait. Let me look at the plate. Is it a military plate? No, nah, It looks like a Maryland plate. Hmm. So I don't know. Maryland could
1: be. And, and definitely the, could be. It, it could be. Yeah. Absolutely. I think huh. it, it might be a contractor or somebody that uh, has it over here. But it's a uh, definitely not something that belongs. But wait a minute. It wouldn't could pass you, emissions. By I the way. was just gonna say. Yeah. It it won't you'd, pass have to, you'd have to gray market it, or you're a part of a government agency or something. Hmm. Mm. He says, also includes my daily tow pick, a 2003 Ford F350, 736
0: speed, yes!
1: Love that thing. Lariat, pulling one of my many IHs. This one's a 68 Travel All. You know who would love him? Ben uh, Palmer. Ben Pen Palmer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is a 68 Travel All 1100C. He says, interview suggestions. Jeff Isma, owner of IH Parts of America in Grass Valley, uh, he just uh, participated in Ultimate Adventure, I think. Uh, Oh, yeah, he just participated (laughs) was the next line and took top honors in the Great American International Harvester truck build-off in August. And so uh, that's from Wes, and he says, P.S., yeah, buddy.
4: Yeah, buddy. Speaking
0: of Ben Palmer, Ben Palmer, our friend who lives up in uh, Oregon, and his job is finding old International Harvesters and other cool stuff, tons of other cool trucks. He won't stop sending me. I know. Uh, I told, list, listings for hard bodies, and I told him, "I go, don't waste all your time because we still don't know if we're
1: free that weekend or have a budget." I'm, and he says, "I have an idea," I'm, and I just left it. I'm telling
0: you that. I, I, I know, I know. You guys don't know this, but I'm now obsessed. I, yes, you. I, I do now, know this. I am, uh, I am obsessed. Yes. And Ben has sent me uh, king yeah, cabs. He sent me, dude. He Other sent listeners me, are sending us stuff too. He sent which is me funny. a mint green yeah. bag that was cool. Single cab, stick shift. Yeah. I, yeah. I oh I'm no, not cool. so I was in not my hotel lot. room, at, in Pomona, uh, Saturday night of Off Road Expo, yeah. and he sent it to me, and I thought, I'm I'm going to pay, I'm going to Venmo him the cash <laughs> right now to get this. Did truck. you? I almost did. Ugh. I swear to you, my Venmo app was open, and Ugh. then I thought, my wife will we'll crush kill my soul.
1: Yeah, no, you got to get that bathroom and kitchen done first. Oh my gosh, I'm dude. Yeah. So I I want to ask our audience. Nope. I can't.
0: I mean, I want to ask now? their opinion. Oh no, we don't need their opinion. We definitely should do it. It's all scheduled. I about wanted scheduling. to ask their opinion if we should have a fundraiser to send us to the Gambler Five Hundred. Is it? Is I want to ask seriously, in all seriousness, I think the our audience knows that we're pretty honest now. Is it a douchey move? Yes. Oh, you think it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then we want. I, I think we can do it. On our own, but let's, let's, we gotta get the logistics out of the way well, first. Well, Hold on a second. Because who, who's going to. But gonna... what I would offer, so hold on, I'm just not say give us money, but would you, is there something we could make and sell? Like, it, we wouldn't do Bell a t shirt now. I don't know what Hats. it is. I don't know what truck it socks. is. Truck socks. Maybe it's a. <gasps> truck show podcast socks. That would be pretty cool. That's not a bad idea. I would
1: idea. rock a pair of Truck Show podcast socks for sure. And the only special, problem is,
0: here's the only problem. They'd have to be tall and black? No is that a lot of guys, stop, a lot of guys wear pants, and so it's not really marketing no 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 one sees it. Wrong,
1: Guys wear their pants, and when they sit down, the bottoms rise up now so you can see their fancy socks. That is a thing. That's a great idea. I'm just saying,
0: Truck Show Podcast socks. I got a friend at Stance, Stance socks. Does he make custom socks? I uh, They did it with uh, Rihanna. I'm sure well, they could do I mean, it We're no I mean, Rihanna. Let we're me tell we're, you. we're, we're big mean, pop stars. Rihanna's no, uh, no <laughs> truck show podcast. All right. Read your next email. Uh, greetings from across the pond says, uh, Michael. Hey, Lightning and Holman. Greetings from Germany. Great podcast you two are making. Been listening weekly on my commute to work ever since Freiburger mentioned you. Oh, Nice. I think it will surprise you that even though we do have really tiny streets compared to the U.S., the truck scene in Germany is big and constantly growing, which is super surprising and also awesome. Yeah, Uh, trucks like the Ram 1500 and Ford Ranger are something you often see around here, especially at all of the numerous U.S. car shows, which is crazy because they do in Germany they're binging at U.S. cars. Yeah, and I have seen. I have friends. Mm -hmm. My friend Brian at Rotiform is in Germany Mm -hmm. and. All the craziest cars you see at his car shows. It's, anyway, um, my last truck was a, a 79 C10 short bed stepside Instagram pics at rocket underscore eight uh, that I never should have sold to fund my other projects. But thanks to you, I'm looking at some of the uh, local mini truck clubs to uh, nice to not be truckless. He's looking at a S10 Sonoma King Cab. Is that an S10 or an S15? S15, if it's a GMC. Yeah. Okay, got it. But who uh, knows if it's a uh, if they ever sold them over
1: there? Sometimes the name. Who knows is what happens stuff. in Germany? It's another country. No Wacky yeah, stuff happens. Oh, beer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oktoberfest yeah. right now,
0: uh, but it's kind of bland. I've had. Do, do, you, do you like the beer
1: in uh, De- Germany? It depends. I'm a Hefeweizen guy, unfiltered. Yeah. And there's some definitely awesome flavor profiles from you know like that sort of. Uh, Either, like, the Belgian, whites, the wheats,
0: the Hefeweizens. I love wheat. I love, wheat, all I love yeah. the whites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Mm. Okay. Uh, then it says, by the way, uh, since both of you were so surprised at the tilting headlight feature of the Nissan Titan. No, that was me. Holman had seen that before. I was, And used I, it. I, yeah. Uh, that stuff is federally mandated in Germany since the 80s. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know that. So wow. Nissan sure isn't new to the game. Without it, you fail the biannual inspection. Mm. Keep on trucking five stars, says Michael. And P.S., I find the lack of mounted parameters in the last couple episodes very disturbing. Mounted, <laughs> monitor key engine parameters. All right, we got one from our buddy. I wonder how many people know where that came from. Every couple of episodes, yeah, I like we, to remind them. Yeah,
1: just dig back. Dig I, back? We're not going to tell them. Okay. Yeah, go listen to our other shows in the catalog. No, I like it because if we're at a show or out and about, somebody yells, mounted Parameters. Mounted Parameters! Which they do. It's like guerrilla warfare, we right? Know our we peep, just got sniped. We, we, we there are people. Our are out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All right, uh, one last one here from our buddy Ray, also uh, known as Popeye. mm mm-hmm. Says, uh, Lightning Holman. <laughs> Wait, why is he even known as Popeye? No, the, that was the first, remember? He used to email, sign off his emails as Popeye? Oh, yeah. Back okay. in the day? All right. Speaking of, you should go back to oh, our uh, just, back I catalog. Don't and, I don't know. We've read right. a lot of emails. Ray, it's Ray. Sorry, Ray All right. Lightning at home, and thank you and your guests, Corey, KJ, and Peter, for phenomenal episode 88. It's an important, interesting topic, and in order to absorb it, I listened to it twice.
0: Oh my gosh, All thank the you. way
1: through. Wow. Nowhere besides Truck Show Podcast can we get the depth and breadth of information on this kind of stuff. In my opinion, no one who is truly conservative, i.e. believes in and practices personal responsibility and the rule of law, defies and counteracts the emissions controls on their vehicle. I appreciate and support you guys for taking the position of personal responsibility as it relates to clean air, As you and your guests have pointed out many times, any bozo can toss the emissions gear and add more fuel, whereas it takes intelligence, hard work, and perseverance to make a powerful truck that is fun to drive, maintains good air quality, and lasts for 100,000 miles. Talking about business opportunities, I'm thinking there's a large opportunity for the first outfit to market a carb-approved tune for all the recently ruined 2014 Ram EcoDiesels, i.e. ruined after the approved emissions modification recall. Hopefully, Corey and his team are on top of that one with the $3,000 penalty payments that the EcoDiesel owners can get from the FCA for EcoDieselGate, they can hopefully soon buy a good tune that is carb approved. At first listen, I was taken aback by the black, 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 black rant, but on the second <laughs> listen, it actually cracked me up because I realized that the three times Sean said black, 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 he sounded almost exactly like Donald Duck when he's mad. That <laughs> <I said, laughs> yeah, did great show, guys. I thank you and your guests. Please keep up the good fight, and that's from our friend Ray. Thank you, Ray. All right, uh, I know we got to get to uh, voicemails and the five star hotline, so I got a couple of reviews here. We've got uh, one from BD360Hemi. Gets my mounted parameters running. Yeah, that, that no new, shortage of those on no the show. at all. He says, I love the show. I'm a marine diesel tech in Seattle, Washington. After listening to some of the most amazing guests like Gail Banks. A I, marine diesel tech. Yep. Mm. I've been hooked. Love the high quality that this podcast brings and makes my four hours of daily driving enjoyable. Gotta love those jingles and silly antics of Lightning and Holman that keep it always fun. I've been a truck nut since I was six. When getting to ride around up in the woods in my uncle's 75K10 and have some of the best memories going on camping trips in my grandpa's 91 F250 Super Cab along the wheel." Drive, which actually has the Banks package on it since 94. Dang. He says, my dad still has the truck today, and I still always use it for hauling. Makes my heart sing every time I get in it. Send me some photos, homie. Yeah, send them over. Uh, Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing the stories of how old trucks and the passion for them that each and every guest bring. The podcast feeding my desire to get out and experience more of the truck world, and all it has to offer, by the way, 2XL. I would love some stickers to put on the toolbox and at work and... Five stars! Oh, now, wait a minute. That's that was, That's
0: on iTunes?
1: Yeah, it's on it's, iTunes. Damn, that's a long review. Yeah. This next guy is uh, John060810. Okay. I have no truck. Oh, that he makes says, two of us. Hey, guys. Great show. Like lightning. I have no truck. I have a. Na- it's embarrassing. I have a 2018 Nissan Midnight Edition all wheel drive Murano that identifies as a trade in for a 2020 <laughs> either Titan or steering wheel center. Identifies as. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, steering wheel center GM truck, but I also. Team Line Hall. I drive a 2019 Freightliner Cascadia sleeper Ooh. for the company I work for. Last year, we logged about 280,000 miles. So in a way, I have a really big truck, but my name's not on the title. My wife's 2019 Chevy Traverse LT four-wheel drive has to be tagged as a truck. It says, uh, with my job, i probably heard the last 25 shows, and the first was the show Lightning Didn't Go to Moab. I did not like the jingles, but they grew on me to the point of this week's show. I caught myself singing along to the email. <laughs> keep up, keep up making great shows and lightning. The audio is amazing. Oh, thank you. Almost makes up for not having a truck and five stars, John. P.S. I didn't mention the other person's name. Wait a minute, you can't just you can't just go over five stars. We have to do the whole five. Thing. No, no, no. Not at the end, because oh, okay. this is a written five stars. I see. Uh, he says and five stars, John. P.S. I didn't mention the other person's name just to give truckless lightning a feel good moment. Okay, it's over. Psst. I didn't use properly placed periods, and just because someone seems to enjoy it so much. And (laughs) five five stars. stars. It was nice. All right. And Trump train WJ writes Mm -hmm. in, great show to listen to on the road or mowing the lawn. Oh, and diesel handles are green.
0: And five Five stars. stars. Sweet. So, all right, listen, guys, we really, really appreciate it. I know we say it a lot, but I, no, I don't think you can say it too much. Love you guys for listening, and please do leave us a review. appreciate all you guys. Uh, if you can leave us a review. We're uh, to 626 now. now. Uh, leave a comment. That's awesome. But if you don't have time, just grab an iPhone, yours or someone else's, <laughs> and, and just leave, leave a review, yeah. please. Leave that a five-star. Comments are cool. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a
1: friend. Again, each one of you tells one person, gets them to listen. We've got a whole room of people. Yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. All right, so what are we getting to? Calls? Yeah, we haven't done the Five Star Hotline in quite a while.
0: Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the six, Five Star Hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the Five Star Hotline. Five Star Hotline. Ugh.
2: My name's Lightning, and I've got T-Rex-shaped arms. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a PT Cruiser, and that's not what I like to drive because I don't want to have a truck. Yeah. Again, my name is Lightning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: Jordan. Thanks for on truck me. Love you guys. See you soon.
0: Aww, Jordan, Jordan coming at me we hard We love you too <laughs>
1: So uh, for those of you who do or don't remember We asked for your best lightning impersonation So mm. lightning said nobody thinks that I sound like that And then according to uh Jordan you do so I win
2: Well I hope That the fall guy isn't holding his breath For that t-shirt for One. <laughs> oh. Second. I follow DJ Omar Khan On Instagram uh, Cause I can Unlike Holman here he just posted some uh, photos from a wedding that he DJed, and uh, it's a Jurassic Park-themed wedding. At the wedding was an exact replica of the Jurassic Park Jeep. I don't know what you guys got to do, but you got to get that guy on there. Mafia John, out.
0: <laughs> I don't know how much we care about uh, the Jurassic Park Jeep does not no, sound— they're out there. It's funny, there's some movie ones out there, some replicas. In it, in fact, no, 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 I'm telling you that I'm not interested in talking to that. I don't think it's that special, do you? That's no fault. I mean, guy. It's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, it never jumped. The T-Rex uh, ate it. Uh,
1: nah. All right, sorry, know. Mafia John. <laughs> sorry, sorry, dude. You're out. Great, Lightning great said idea. Lightning I mean, says we're out
0: on that one. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I can be overruled. I uh, just, I'm kind of,
1: uh, Okay. <laughs> Is he going over expansion bumps or what?
2: Yeah, that's me and my one-ton truck (laughs) on some really rough road. (laughs) Yeah, it's I-90. Most cars don't do this, but I need some deeper springs. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) I'll call you back. Love you guys. Bye.
0: Well, that was nice. All All right. right. I love the love. All right. Deaver? Can he get what about Atlas? Who you gotta do Deaver now, because Deaver was on the show. Yeah, Deaver for sure. We gotta interview. call my buddy Scott Bourne. We gotta talk to Fernando or Jeff over Crosby. At, uh, at Atlas. Nah, I'm a Deaver guy. I want those guys to go head to head
1: in, uh, in a, the ring. I've seen him go head to head in the desert and I'm a Deaver guy. I, I've also stood in the fountain of uh Las Vegas casino, drunk at SEMA when you're uh with the Deaver
0: guy. So I They're a lot of fun. Fernando <laughs> at Atlas can tie one on, I will tell you right, right now.
4: All
2: right. All right. Well that was awkward. I didn't mean I love you guys. Like, <laughs> I love you, guys. you guys are pretty cool, but I don't like it that much. I mean, I like I love the show. You guys are pretty cool. Just want to clarify that. Voicemails make me nervous. Sorry. <laughs>
0: all well, right. you know what? We love you too. All right, all <laughs> right. Because oh, we're we're in touch with our uh, manhood.
1: Oh, you know, he said uh, that uh, he was going to send us an engine. I think he's. I think he did.
2: All right. Here I am. With my engine sound. I'll go back to the exhaust. It's probably too windy back there. I hope it's not too windy to hear the engine sound. Should be pretty easy. All right, here we go.
0: I'm gonna pause it right there because it's. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your notes. Come on and cast your vote. Know your notes. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your notes. Vroom 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 vroom. vroom, vroom,
4: vroom.
0: <laughs> um, it's Oktoberfest, isn't well, it?
1: It is. Yeah. But by the way, I can guarantee you. Not one of these Know Your Notes sound like vroom, 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 vroom. No, no they don't. That's, that's Omar right there. <laughs> it is Omar. Yeah, we were just just uh, talking about it. <laughs> yeah, Mafia John just brought him up.
0: Oh, oh that's a Ram. That's a diesel. Yeah, no. that's a Cummins. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not? It's not a Cummins? No, listen to it. Okay. Oh, because it's too slow? Just listen to it. Oh, that's a Ford. That's a Lopi. That's, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's a Power Stroke. That's Power Stroke. Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, there's the engine.
0: All right, so it is a, it's either a 6.0 or 7.0. I was 7.3. Uh, 7.3, yeah, cool. That is an OBS 7.3. Yeah! yeah! Hope you catch it. Yep, we got it. All right.
3: To the best pod show ever. Hey, I got to Know Your Notes. There it is, and Bluetooth is off. I made sure that was done.
4: Know Your Notes.
1: Phone in the intake?
0: I don't... That doesn't sound diesel to me. No, it's not diesel. Sounds underwater. Did he put his phone in a uh, fishbowl?
1: <laughs> it's like a lopy, Misfiring... It's not a V8.
0: I got nothing. I... I... I am so stumped. Know your
3: notes. Might be a little tricky for you. Yep. That is out of my 72 Mazda 1600 with an 84 <laughs> b <B2000> 2000 <N. laughs> Yeah, you Yeah. You're welcome.
1: I feel like that was a loaded question. <laughs> and five stars. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: hey, fair. Texas, to be correct. Uh, why is everybody calling everything midnight? Like, Nissan started...
0: I think we're listening to us through his yeah. car stereo speakers. I hope that's not what we actually
1: sound like. Oh, man, we are bad. You know what this is like? Mm. We're listening to us... Through his car speakers, back through his phone, back through our speakers. This is like looking into a mirror, into a mirror, into a, a mirror, mirror, into a mirror. mirror. Yeah,
0: yeah fun house. Yeah, and it, it ain't a- fun. fun at all. <laughs> then
1: hmm.
2: Everybody's
1: like, "Oh, well,
2: just also be midnight. Come up with your own freaking I'm all blacked out. It should be like mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm. is murdered out trail boss. No, or... you can't stay murdered oh. out. right How about the? Okay, I uh, I understand. Holman uh mentioned there was a lot of guests, but I had no idea. You guys had Adam Carolla on today. This totally sounds like a rant he would do about trends <laughs> yeah, that are happening bit. with new cars or uh, the fact that black shows break dust. Anyways, what about the Eclipse edition? No one ever thought about that. Maybe because Mitsubishi ruined it for
0: everybody? <laughs> Maybe. Not a bad idea. All right, well, I guess uh, I don't really listen to Adam's show, so... I. Is, do we he s- does a rant on every show. Oh, that's what he's. Well, we actually for. did a real rant. Uh, his are real rants Oh, okay. He's got a lot to be you, pissed off about. You did a you did <laughs> a rant on the show. He, he is the angriest white guy ever. Is he angry? Uh, he's a millionaire with a bunch of cool cars and a still successful angry. podcast. Doesn't and... matter how much money he makes, he is angry. All right. Wait. By the way, are uh, you're not starting another podcast war, are you? Hell no! <laughs> I like, like Adam. Great no,
1: guy, crushes. Amazing, amazing. Crushes Everything about his shows like a grit. bug. Should listen to it. It's amazing. He's funny. He is, he is funny. There's one thing. He's funny. Tal- Absolutely good
0: looking too. With a lot of nice cars. Oh, yeah. that hair! Yeah. Oh, that hair! Yeah. Oh, that hair. So I mean, it's good looking. Thick curly yeah. hair on the top of his head. I, I want to be Adam. Yeah. If yeah. only. Yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> you know, we had Matt D'Andreon, his co-host on uh, CarCast. Yep. Love Matt, by the way. If we could only just get uh, a couple of his listeners, just like come this way, just a fraction, we would be <laughs> successful. Yeah, we could uh, have a couple come over and increase our listenership by twenty percent. Would you think? That? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could. We might be able to. All right. Well, listen. I think uh, this was a show. <laughs> I-, I thought it was a good show. What do oh, you, you do? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I got a uh, little tease in the beginning of what yeah. I've been up to lately. You know, it'd be awesome if Steve Sasaki over at Power Tank uh, sold me one of his uh, tire gauges, super super cheap, because the ones I have, but they suck. I have four of them, and they all have—they're all about six pounds different each one of them. So I never—I have no clue. I just—I know kind of ballpark where my tires <laughs> You're are. You're like uh, they're inflated. Yeah. <laughs> they're inflatish. <laughs> they're inflatish Exactly. <laughs> It's or un- like, or, or uninflated It's kind of like when I would fill up my bicycle tires uh-huh. and I would, uh, you know, you squeeze them to see like, oh, I guess that's uh, Yeah, good, good enough. enough. I still do that on my mountain bike. Right? It's, it's, now I just push on the sidewall of my tire and go, I guess that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I can't trust any of them. So right. I got to get one of his. No, so. the, the
1: stuff that Power Tank makes is awesome and, and super high quality. And like I said, I've been running their stuff for years. And I think I have like three of his tire inflators from over the years. And he just keeps improving them, and they're the most accurate. You have three, and I have zero. Well, I have a, an early one uh, that was- uh, Is it no, oil non, inside? No, nope, I think it's non-liquid filled, I okay. think. I've got a digital one, and then I've got his most recent one, which is just super bad. And they it's all are- filled. Exact? They're all really,
0: really spot on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely trust his gauges more than just spending. Let me ask else. you, I have a silly question. Yeah. So I have- um, you can buy a gauge that's zero to a really low pressure, like yep. zero to fifteen, yep. then zero to sixty, and yep. then zero to one sixty. Uh-huh. Why would I want uh, a, a zero to sixty and then a zero to one sixty? Why I, Why wouldn't I just get a zero to one sixty? I realize depends that, what
1: you're filling up, though.
0: But if I get a one sixty, I can fill everything. Now, I granted, I know it's not as refined a measurement because the needle has a, a shorter distance to travel um, when you're when you're doing one sixty, but. Why? Why? would I get a? Why would I get a zero to sixty? Just based on your needs. So, like, you would not
1: want on your mini. Let's yeah. talk about your mini. No, let's uh, not. Let's you would get, really not. Let's yeah. talk about your Jeep. Okay, but but I'll get there on your mini. I have low profile tires at forty four pounds. Right. Exactly. So that would be the appro- the appropriate gauge. However, on let's say a Ram heavy duty, mm-hmm. you're running eighty. So then mm-hmm. that gauge wouldn't be acceptable. But I'm but at forty four, I'm near the top no. end of the of the no. sixty. Sixty and forty four are a long way from each other. Yeah. Long oh. way from each other. Big difference.
0: But then why wouldn't I buy the why wouldn't I buy the one zero to one sixty and cover everything? Then go do that. Why but I'm asking you why they offer different flavors. Did you forget that we had Steve on and you could ask? I asked should <laughs> ask this. What a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, if we didn't pin the suckage meter too hard for you this episode, leave us a uh, send us an email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck
4: Show, The Truck Show, The
0: Truck Show, whoa, oh, oh. And hit us up on our socials, at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking for a brand new Nissan Titan, now's the time to do it. They got the 19 still on the lot, 2020s are coming. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business. And if you're not looking for a truck, but you need a
1: place to haul all your stuff because the truck bed's full of junk, Head on over to our friends at deck.com and get a super awesome storage solution for your trucker van.
0: What if I had uh, two thousand pounds and I want to stack it on top? Is that can I do that? According to Deck, that is a big ol' yes, fella. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? No one can see it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. See, we get to the end of the show every single time and it just goes off the rails.
1: What do you mean getting to the end of the show? We, this is one of those ones where we were off the rails from the beginning and then we got back on and then we're back on. So the
0: whole way, are we on the mm-hmm. side of the track and we're, we're going like... You know we are?
1: We're a train where the right wheels are on the left rail.
0: The right wheels are on the
1: left rail? huh Like we're on the track but just barely? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's how we roll. <laughs> Why do people still listen to us after all this time? I would have given up on us months ago. I did.
4: <laughs> yeah, buddy